0: Right, we are back with episode seven now of the Midnight Pod. And we're just saying to Adam, I guess, I'll let him introduce himself in a second. But yeah, I've been recording like two a week for the past, well, two weeks, trying to stick on that one episode per week for like the next year on that runway. So give myself some time so I can actually leave the flat one time if I actually want to go away. Um, But this is a big episode, in my opinion. Adam's pretty fucking underground, to be fair. (laughs) Um, In my opinion, probably probably actually are like one of the biggest econ beasts in the uk that no one fucking knows about like i will say that i'm sucking your your dick a little bit but um yeah me and adam probably go pretty far back to be fair like five six years back in the day which i'm sure we'll dive into Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of my mates that i see more often now probably don't even know the fuck you are and don't know as much about your story and shit so i think it's gonna be a banging episode um And we've got Tokyo as well, ruining everyone's life as usual. I don't mind. He's a good boy. But I guess, yeah, first question, just give you the stage. Just this is probably you could probably spend half an hour speaking about this alone. But just like your background, when did you get into e-com up to now, really? Which, you know, is about, what, seven years or something?
1: Yeah. um, All right. Not good with timelines and dates. But um, I mean, started dropshipping probably. I I remember messaging you asking, where are you learning this stuff? added me to Murray's Facebook group that must have been six years ago that's
0: classic, that's like cult shit yeah,
1: six years ago, James Beatty as well Yeah. so drop shipped for probably about a year and a half Um, this is really cutting it short drop shipped for about a year and a half moved into print on demand then moved into custom print on demand uh, in 2018 and yeah, have been there ever since but that is, you know, the tip of the iceberg really yeah, I uh, can go in more depth if you want. We can
0: just bring the down. mic up a little bit, like an inch. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, because am I right in thinking? I actually remember how we originally came across each other because you were, I think, a year above me in Newcastle. Were you in Newcastle, you know, Northumbria? Newcastle, yeah. A and I was above, Northumbria because yeah, I was fucking did shit in my elbows. Um, and you had what was it called? Like long line clothing. Yeah, that's drop, drop shipping, shipping like brand. jeans. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I, I like. Either saw what you were doing and basically ripped it off with one of my first successful dropshipping stores, which became Dusk, which was the brand I've referred a few times. Yeah, I think you messaged me being like, Why the fuck are you using? Yeah, so like, why- I, I mean, don't know what it was. I don't we know if knew I was it using it before, shit.
1: didn't know. Well, we did. Um, I saw you post wavy leggings on Facebook and I had you uh, on yeah. Facebook okay. because I was a promo anchor at uni and just added everyone and invited them to events. Yeah, yeah. that's what marketing was, yeah. you know, invite them to a Facebook event. Um, so that's how. I knew of you and then I was like this looks interesting I'd already tried to start a clothing brand at uni and failed yeah so I messaged you like oh you're using that thing called Oberlo you're like yeah
0: yeah fuck this is going to be a nostalgic episode yeah to be fuck Oberlo um,
1: and it went from there but then obviously I started the long line clothing thing which was just like a drop ship, drop shipped streetwear brand brand yeah, yeah. Um, and you obviously we'd talk about numbers and stuff I don't know what you were running at the time but it can't have been as good as what we this, were doing yeah. online, because you went and made Dusk, and I was like, you absolute fucker.
0: Yeah, I remember that, because I had Wavy Leggings, which was like my first, well, that was print on demand, and like, this was like May 2016, I think. I had like a few brands before that, which didn't do anything. Wavy Leggings did like 15 grand in sales in like three right. months without Facebook ads, but then I was like, the margin's are too small, et cetera, et cetera then I think that's when I joined Murray's Facebook group yeah like seven figure yeah. kings yeah, or some yeah, yeah fuck these are like this is actually like cult. <laughs> this is like in a few years we'll look back on this sort of shit like people look back on like I don't know like MySpace and Bebo yeah. and stuff and like all those and like Tumblr yeah it's like it's gonna be in in the history books um, what, Murray's Facebook group yeah <laughs> well in, like, in the e community yeah and that's where I, then I started learning this was like maybe a yeah, summer to like because I remember I went home and I'd lost my job that I previously had the previous summer at Waitrose Mm -hmm. and then I had a job at John Lewis the year before and then in 2016 I didn't get rehired and I was like I literally had like 14 quid I just remember thinking well I'm just gonna learn Facebook ads in a group and
1: you picked Murray's you picked the right one yeah
0: joined a bunch of groups back when like Facebook was I guess what fucking TikTok is now probably Mm -hmm. Um, figured out Facebook ads then yeah that was the thing I don't know if it's because I saw yours but maybe and then I Who started knows? drop shipping yeah. the jeans, etc. And then that's when my main venture came in. you were drop shipping the stuff
1: before that. That wasn't your first. I know. But you wasn't. That it? Was, it was my jewelry. first. Jewelry, dro- right? That was
0: my first drop shipping store. No way. I had a brand before that, which is Gentry oh. Club. Well, that was well, like 2015. Yeah, I that. Oh, and there's then,
1: so much stuff I've skipped over. All the little shit I used to
0: do. Yeah, you're really crap at doing an intro. Tokyo's also trying to yeah, bite, bite you. Shagging off. my oh,
1: arm, Biting my sleeve.
0: You What's he doing? He goes wild when guests come over. to the canvas, mate. Yeah, he Get did that down. to Chris. Get down. episode.
1: Get down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good He's going mad. But yeah, th- that was my first dropshipping store, pretty much. Okay. And then didn't the first worry. one as well that I discovered ads, and obviously back in 2016, I remember getting like one pound cost per purchase, oh, and I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. Please. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I think you were doing God, similar was stuff. so cheap back then. Yeah. So cheap. But you also also in Tiger Wednesdays, because... So, Go into that, because I mean, you were yeah, a promo okay, in your it. own so, words. You've, okay, you've done a so, very shit intro, because you've got a good story.
1: All right, let's 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 rewind. Um I was always one of the kids in school that was always wheeling and dealing, trying to make money, usually online. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started, I knew of Alibaba, Aliexpress, DHgate, all that stuff when I was like 15, and I was buying replica stuff, obviously, obviously shouldn't be doing that, yeah. buying replica stuff, importing it from China, selling it on eBay. Um, Because I needed to afford the lads' holiday at the end of six one. Yeah. Um, And anyway, I got shut down. Well, shut myself down. I got a letter from customs, and they were like, "Stop selling these fake Ray Bans." (laughs) Okay, sorry.
0: (laughs) I feel like that scam's still going on now. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Stop doing that. I actually started. I was like a proper nerd when I still am a nerd. Um, I was obsessed with Pokemon when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I thought, fuck. Uh, I'll start selling rare Pokemon trades on eBay, and I was the first person legit the first person to sell Pokemon trades on eBay and then loads of people started doing it yeah um so that was interesting. did loads of stuff like that whilst in sixth form um and then obviously went to uni because that's what you do apparently yeah um so your teachers tell you um so went to uni and everything got kind of like put on hold I stopped you know trying to start businesses making money for myself and started doing like promotion, which to
0: people who... In Newcastle, it's such a big thing as well. Newcastle, it's
1: it's such a a weird culture. There was a big bubble with like promo in Newcastle when we were at uni and I decided to um, start working in promo. Did that for two years, working for another company and then decided, hang on, I can do this myself. So I teamed up with another lad and we started a night called Tiger Wednesdays in my third year of uni which turned into like a massive weekly night out for all the Newcastle uni sports teams. We had like 3,000 people every week outside Tiger Tiger. Queues like, you probably see them in London, but in Newcastle it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I was walking down, um, what's the name of the main street in Newcastle?
0: Granger Street? Um, I've actually, I've North lost touch. North Street. Yeah. Every,
1: every Thursday I'd go so down, pick up the cash, work out what I owe people, and walk down North Humberland Street with a grand in cash in my backpack to put in the bank every week in third year uni and think about that now it's like you fucking idiot like why you could you could easily got
0: mugged yeah Um, people start to notice you yeah so I
1: was doing that nobody really knew how well it was going except my housemates who also worked in promo but anyway um thought I would carry on doing that after graduating so stayed up there for maybe six months everything went to shit new management came into our venue that we were using and didn't like me kicked me out and um got lawyers involved and in sh- Well, he says he got lawyers involved. I was being sent all these, like, legal letters. Um And it turns out, after having done research a few years later, it was his mate who, yes, was a lawyer, but, you know, this was never going to get taken to court. But me being a naive 20-year-old who didn't want to lose all the money he'd made and all this stuff and felt like, if I have this behind me, I'm not going to get a job, I kind of mm. gave in. I was like, you know what, just let's just leave yeah, it I think I remember that I don't know if you ever mentioned that before yeah no I rings haven't. a bell um, moved back with my mum and dad and obviously they were like okay what's the plan so started applying for masters degrees and jobs
0: what degree did you get sorry did linguistics you you? Yeah. yeah
1: linguistics pointless um, yeah. started applying for I applied for a masters in entrepreneurship at Leeds it's fucking stupid um, yeah, well, I did
0: entrepreneurial business management for six weeks yeah, before leaving fucking stupid yeah really
1: anyway um, got an interview for potentially like what would be if I was that sort of person, would have been the job of my dreams. And um, you know, my mum and dad were buzzing for me and went out to London and was in this hotel. Couldn't really sleep. Woke up really early in the morning. And it's cliche as fuck, but I put the suit on, I put the tie on, looked in the mirror. I was like, "What the fuck? Why are you even here?" What you don't was want the job? job. <laughs> it was um, I had a, an interview for to be um, an operations analyst for MI five.
0: Fuck yeah, yeah. MI six just down the road.
1: Fuck well, sorry boys. Yeah. um And I realized, like, okay, don't go to this interview. There's no fucking way you can go back on this because they're not going to have you back. You've let them down, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, it's not me, so I'm going to let them down. Um, Packed my bag, got on the train, got home. I was like, shit, you've just thrown away what would
0: be... You didn't go at all? No. You decided on the morning?
1: Yeah. I hadn't slept. I got two hours sleep. Got dressed as an interview. I was like, what are you doing? This isn't you. Go home. So I went home and I was like, right, I need to make... Business work for me now because I realised this is the sort of person I am. This is for me, entrepreneurship. Yeah. So it's like the next thing you do, you need to take seriously. <laughs> and it was dropshipping, which was like the least serious online business you could possibly start. Arguably, best place to start though. Best place ways ways. to learn, and yeah. Especially um, back in,
0: back in those days.
1: So that was it. That's how I got into dropshipping, and that's when I messaged you, like, yo, I've just seen wavy leggings. Where can I? Yeah, because I
0: was like, still in uni at that point. I didn't were you in Leeds then you back home in Leeds I was
1: back home in Leeds because you're a year younger so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. shit you would have been yeah because I yeah at that point I'd already delayed a year because I'd done a year out when I dropped out and then went and yeah. went and worked in London doing this m a shit yeah went so. back tried to pretend I wanted to be at uni again and then yeah I guess Doesn't fairly work. similar story and then how long were you doing dropship for and how did that look i mean it was like well?
1: a lifetime um i couldn't really give you an accurate timeline if i tried i just remember because we went to singapore to that conference and yeah, i was dropshipping yeah. then i remember we were in some bar that was a fucking and classic and you were saying conference. do you check your analytics like every every hour i was like no why oh i'm obsessed with checking my analytics like, all right. yeah yeah don't do
0: that at all now um how to get mentally ill yeah. do that
1: so I was maybe doing like a grand or two grand a day in revenue. Um, I do vaguely remember having my first one hundred grand month, and I had this big Facebook group with like thirty thousand people in. I was teaching people drop shipping because I thought yeah, I, knew what I remember to do. that. Um, and I remember posting in this group, "Oh my god, I've just done my first one hundred thousand pound month." Blah 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 blah. And um, I, I can't even. tell was probably like twenty seventeen.
0: Yeah, that that was twenty seventeen. It was okay. that conference was. September seventeen. Right. Yeah. And there's so many people Ugh. from that, like in good and bad ways that I remember because Yeah. Yeah, like people like yeah. Jordan I met there, which
1: Jordan turned eighteen that first yeah, night. Quite, first beast. night yeah.
0: But then there's a lot there's a lot of people like Steve and Evan Tan. Like, <sighs> like what, Mate, what? You're gonna doing get shot if
1: you if you start name dropping like Well, that.
0: I'm not not saying good or bad things, but I just you don't really hear about those. No, people. you don't and but I lot, think lot, it's even like Murray Edwards. Uh, unless you just stopped being public but yeah
1: like people probably will do a podcast in here and say do you remember Adam Reid we're in his Facebook group yeah he's probably in fact you know what like a year ago someone messaged me like Adam are you okay I was like yeah I'm good alright well people are posting in your Facebook group saying um, you failed and you've had to get a job I was like alright cool do you not want to answer them no (laughs) that's fine for them to think that
0: yeah fuck but yeah yeah those Facebook groups are mad
1: they were helpful at the time but and they then get to a point where it's just a waste of time.
0: When did the pod transition start? Because the next distinct memory mm. I have was that we're both in was we mm. had the office in yeah. Leeds Yeah, yeah. Same. in summer I think when it was it was Canal something Castleton, Mill. Castleton Mills, Canal Mills Castleton Mills not Canal Mills Castleton Mills Because I was back home in York <laughs> for a while and I was thinking about moving to Leeds and then I thought oh I get an office in Leeds with you mm-hmm. and this was like in between this was like peak when I was drop shipping and traveling the world I you suddenly had this weird numbers, yeah. yeah I was doing big numbers I suddenly had this weird oh I want to I come back and get an office but then I remember we obviously sacked it off after like three months yeah. I think it was like <laughs> yeah, July, August, September um, 18 yeah because they actually emailed us like you're clearly not using this office yeah. can we
1: give it to someone else we're like yeah yeah so impulsive
0: yeah that was yeah. I've done a lot of fucking mad impulsive things mm. to be fair that I do think in hindsight like don't regret it but yeah nah, you just, you just learn funny, like what you like and don't like and at the time I did not want an office
1: yeah but you also, also like learn how impulsive and erratic you are as a person which I never was growing up I don't know why it's starting to come out now now that I'm like a fully formed well probably cause I'm well, a I fully feel like you're guy a guy, lot like, more
0: like, mature and less erratic than me in my oh,
1: experience 100% 100% we can get onto that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah shit There's some For funny sure. stories but yeah I remember that and then I went off to Australia or some shit and that's about a few months before I started yeah. getting back into the brand building yeah. space. But
1: Yeah, I think so. Definitely the the next memory that I have is the um I mean, dropshipping for me, I kinda lost touch with it. I stopped enjoying it and because I stopped enjoying it, I stopped teaching it. Yeah. Um and I just kinda took myself away from that whole bubble of Facebook groups and, you know, how to make money online, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, and just kind of moved into print on demand because you don't have to deal with inventory so you can scale it as quickly as you like to an extent Um, but also you don't have customers leaving one star reviews opening chargebacks saying hey I ordered this 10 months ago where is it Um, so that was really really good for me in terms of just like a step up a step in the right direction and I was doing that when we had the office with Eddie as well, and I remember it was November time we had oh, it in 4 yeah. Eddie was there for a while. I like, actually he had a go about brand.
0: That. Yeah. Um, Illu rings, which yeah. he then sold. And yeah. yeah.
1: And I was like we were chatting about all sorts of stuff and I remember having a conversation about with Eddie. He said, you know, what would you exit for? I think you said like ten mil. He said like twenty mil and he said to me, Adam, what would you exit for? I was like, uh, I'd be happy with a mil. <laughs> um, he's like, Really? But yeah, anyway, so we're in the office. It's Um, it's
0: funny looking back at shit you say when you're like a bit more experienced. I know, I know.
1: And I was running this print-on-demand website and it was Q4 and I was doing like 17 grand a day and it was the most I'd ever seen on a Shopify dashboard before. And I was starting to see issues with my fulfillment because my artists could not produce this artwork quick enough. And in January, we got like a big backlash from that um it was quite hard to recover from oh yeah as a business this was before we current had brand. remember the like the woman who managed the office she'd email us and say hey I've got this person in Australia ringing asking asking for this business asking where the product is I was yeah. like oh shit yeah sorry that's me yeah um, I remember that and she said oh don't worry about it I've had it before I was like oh really she, she said oh yeah I used to work customer service for pup socks and oh, it was terrible fuck. I was yeah. like oh no way mm-hmm. so yeah um and anyway, I learned a lot from that come January when I had all those issues come in. And then March 2019, had this idea for another brand. And um, having learned from all the mistakes with the first one, knowing what I needed to do in order to scale sustainably without breaking anything, here we are. It's been a major success.
0: Yeah, because yeah, well, you, you said earlier you've been doing the current brand... Uh, mm-hmm. Are we allowed to name the current brand? We can name it. I think people know by now. Yeah, Crown and Poor. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I always tell people that you basically, in my mind, invented. Well, <laughs> I, I just say you fucking came up with like the custom pet portrait niche, but I guess it's a bit. I mean, it's weird. more specifically like regal stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like, it's almost a, pet like a comedy head on a brand. Body. We yeah. were the
1: first to do 100% um, digitally, anyway, not by hand um yeah 100% and now was loads of copycats but they're not they can't touch us I'm quite confident in saying that they can't touch us we've invested so much in stuff they've not even had to think about yet because they've not had to experience the scale and the volume in November and December when it's make or break for that type of business yeah um so it's yeah it's a different uh, it's just a different ball the previous one right. what's the
0: previous one Pr- printy pets pretty pets yeah very yeah. small still yeah because i remember that that was very is that still going still ticks over Yeah, and it's basically the same just with slightly it's different the same, spin same
1: idea it's the same business model same, same it's the it's pets man it's yeah same just different branding different type of artwork different team of artists but everybody like, like the core team are all the same yeah um the software that we've built ourselves is the same um yes yeah, it's, it's just like Printy pets version two crown and paw and it's just yeah. learning from the mistakes i made with Printy pets in that first year when that started taking off and you know getting things in place investing in the places you need to invest to prepare for the scale that you know is going to come um but maybe i mean didn't expect it to scale so quickly like I was running the ads until we were spending like 10 grand a day on Facebook. And I thought I need to kind of be the CEO of the company instead of the ads buyer um, at this point and spoke to various agencies and decided on one. And he said the same thing, like the owner's agency like, you know, you need to direct the company. You need to be deciding where this is going. It's not just gonna be a print on demand business. You know, you need to take it where it needs to go. And you can't do that if you're spending 10 grand a day on Facebook and you're in the account in the trenches. For yeah. day. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, so outsourced that and, uh, you know, got invited to their offices in LA, took my brother and um, we had this meeting and we figured out, you know, we, we can, we can as a company, produce this amount of orders per day without breaking. Because I said to them, I don't want to break this. Yeah. Um, so then we backtracked, we figured out how much we can spend a day to not break the business, but still make a shit ton of money. And um, we did. And this was 2019. It was a huge success. Um, Yeah, but also in 2019, I decided to go to Bangkok to like uh, another conference with a friend of mine. And um, the flight from Hong Kong to Bangkok was on Black Friday and the Mm. checkout broke because I wasn't on Plus I remember this, and we worked out that I must have lost like three hundred grand in revenue in four hours. Um, so yeah, I fixed some problems and created some new ones uh, but yeah uh, yeah, really I remember that agency I ended, I ended up working with that agency. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna
0: name them, but are you still working with them?
1: yeah, still with them, yeah, there's been a lot of personnel changes, and you know we have issues and we talk it out,
0: and yeah, for you're probably like you probably get white glove treatment at this point though. Yeah. With like yeah. white glove treatment plus <laughs> it's pretty some.
1: Good. It's pretty good. But yeah, so we did, you know, we did a shit ton of money in the first nine months, not even a full year. So end of 2019, it was crazy. I think we did 10 million in revenue. Well, we I, I'm going to have to say this because it's out there. Uh, we did 10 million in revenue. And then 2020, didn't break the the checkout on Black Friday, luckily. And we did 20 million in 2020. Pounds? Uh, USD. Everything's in USD. Um, yeah, so we've done 30 million so far. Well, more because we got this year, but yeah. It's, it's crazy.
0: sick. Right, so huge numbers compared to, well, by anyone's standards really, but particularly for a new fucking brand in mm-hmm. the first year and the second year, pretty much the first years. What's it looking like this year? You, you said you can't mention that all?
1: Um, I can mention uh, I'll just say it's not looking as good as last year because I think every e-commerce business will have experienced such a yeah. positive impact from COVID.
0: 100%. Um,
1: everyone's been at home. Yeah, and I certainly did. Buying shit, so... It's not,
0: not looking quite the same for me either. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, I mean, it's still very, very healthy, and I'm happy where it is. And I've finally figured out the direction we want to take, not only Crown & Paul, but, you know, the company as a whole.
0: And how many brands... You mentioned two. You think you got more than two, do you? There's three.
1: Um, the other three two... Three pod brands. Uh, yeah, everything's custom print on a manner. I mean, I... I realize what a position I'm in, in terms of a platform to build off. Custom print on demand is definitely where I need to be for the next few years because I've experienced so many ups and downs with it. I know all the issues people will experience when they're trying to scale. Yeah, I know I know that there is a bottleneck when you're scaling past a certain level that people can't fix right now because there's nothing out there to help them. I can't really go into much detail, mm. but we've invested a shit ton of money. Yeah to put us in a position where we could scale to 20 million in a year. 50% of that we was already have. Well, yeah, exactly. Is so that was problematic. Um and it's been fucking easy. It was easier last year dealing with that than it was dealing with Printy Pets 3 years ago hmm. doing less than a million in a month. It's it's insane.
0: How much do you think you could possibly do with either one of the brands or all of the brands? Like if like do, you th- do you think there is a ceiling? Like, Could you do 100 mil with print-on-demand, custom print-on-demand?
1: Oh, with custom print-on-demand, yeah, you can do 100 mil. But not with one of mine. There's a ceiling with them because of the type of, of product
0: they are. So you think you'd have to have like 10 doing 10 mil? You, yeah. you don't think you can get one to 100 mil unless it was a much bigger niche, isn't it?
1: No, you can probably get one to 100 mil, but it's going to be like a, a general store type thing. Yeah. And I'm I not, I'm not up for that because I like the creative process that goes into yeah. brand building. And people are probably listening, thinking you're fucking stupid. You've done all this stuff. Why don't you try go for a hundred mil with one store? Because I don't want to. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, Th- that's a very like mature outlook. I think I think a lot of people realize that because, like we were saying again briefly before we started recording, was it me? Was it was it us? I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, and yeah, like a lot of people, are like oh, you know, you, you'll ask anyone, hmm. what, what do they want to sell their brand for, or, like, or just like wh- whether they started a brand or or they want to start a business. And they're like, 100 mil. Or like, I want to do 100 mil. And just, like, they just pull this why? number out.
1: Oh, because it's a round number, right. well, It's usually
0: people that haven't even done 5 mil yet. Yeah. that say, yeah. I want to do 100 mil. Because do it's because it's a round number. and
1: then reassess.
0: And, it's, and people don't say a billion because a billion sounds silly. So they land on 100 mil. And it's million.
1: funny because you say this and it's so true. And then I think about myself and I'm coming from it totally oppositely. Like, I'm like, oh, I'd love to make a million in a year. And I did. I'm like, oh, that was pretty boring. Mm. And I did 10 million. I think 10 million is my sweet spot. I I love going zero to 10. 10 to 20 has not been as fun because it's a proven concept and you're just refining systems. Maybe 10 to 100 would be fun. I don't know. I'm not going to try it because I don't want to have heart attacks and not go to sleep at night and be fucking stressed to my eyeballs. So...
0: Yeah, interesting. And the team behind it all then. Mm-hmm. I know, I think you mentioned before, like a year or whatever ago, that you had a shitload of people. Is yeah. it, is it as, how many is it? Like, is it as many? What, what does well, it look like?
1: like we've managed, we've, I say managed to downsize. Um, we've downsized because of a few different things we've built on the back end that just made certain people redundant. Um, but we've got like a hundred hourly staff, well, team members, contractors. Um <laughs> I couldn't even put a number on the number of like freelance designers we have because every single order when I say we've done 20 million in a year last year every single dollar was related to an order that required a human on the end of a computer to design something by hand which is insane by hand? Like, by, but not, just, on Photoshop yeah, yeah. by hand on Photoshop <laughs> with a yeah. tablet yeah. and that this is, is something fair. that like, my mate Carl reminds me of quite frequently like it's impressive enough scaling to that level It's fucking insane to think that you've scaled a custom design business at the end of the day to that level. Every order required someone to design something. It's not as simple as we got the order. All right, China, hi, ship it here, cheers. Yeah, shit. Do
0: you not think in a way though? I mean, as an observation, I suppose that's probably... What has also enabled it to scale to that point because A, yeah. there's less competition because most people can't fucking figure out how to do yeah, it. Yeah. And secondly, like the perceived value to a customer is yeah. way higher, which is obviously what I was trying to do with the Neon mm. shit. Yeah. D- it didn't work out they, because oh. it was fucking, yeah, if there was a Neon on demand supplier, then maybe that would be different, but.
1: Yeah. No, I would agree. Um, there's, the barrier to entry is higher than other types of e-commerce business, but it's not too high that you can't enter it. And I've seen that from copycats, but we just deal with them and shut them down and <laughs> make it so they can't be profitable while they're making 100 quid in sales a day, spending 90 quid on Facebook and we've got like a quid profit or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, go away.
0: And so just going back to the team, so 100, mm-hmm. whatever, like, do you know the exact number? Or is it just roughly like 100 plus?
1: 100, 100. I would, I mean, and it goes up time. and down every every yeah. month, like... And do they Everyone's full Well most people full time
0: They're not 100 employees They're 100 no, contractors No they're all contractors Every single one uh, 99% Yeah And Are they overseas? Philippines? Yeah, yeah Yeah And do you use an agency? Or is that like your mm-hmm. like up work?
1: All in house All in house
0: As in like you hire <coughs> man- Manually hire every single one I don't hire them anymore well, yeah yeah but yeah, but there's but like it's so not an like agency par- that's in between. No, because I used an agency no, 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 called no, no, Go no, To no. Impact. No, You were good, by the way.
1: Yeah, I would love to try that out in the future, potentially, because it can be a headache. But at the same time, me saying it's a headache is kind of demeaning to my department managers, who, if you're listening, which you probably are, have been with me since dropshipping. They've been with me for like five years. Can't fault them. Mm. Like my CS manager attends pretty much every gorgeous webinar there is. And she is so excited to tell me about the new stuff that's rolling out. And she's so passionate about what she does. And I can just trust them to build teams, put stuff in place, um, you know, manage people, analyze performance, remove people when they need to be removed, hire new people. That's what you need. It's just cyclical. Um, And, you know, uh, teaching them new stuff that I need them to know, like, okay, November, December, that's go time how do we avoid backlogs with emails because 2019 not only did we have a backlog of orders but I was sat in a Starbucks in Bangkok answering customer service emails because <laughs> there was 4,000 emails that I hadn't been replied to in over three days because of the checkout not because of the checkout because no one had the fucking orders on time oh um,
0: shit yeah
1: so you know I'm not afraid to dive in but I was like right we need to and I don't know why we didn't do this in the first place it's stupid a business so big didn't have an order forecast and then work it back to, okay, how many incoming tickets do you have per order? Okay. How many tickets are we applying to per hour? Okay. Mm-hmm. How many staff do we need to deal with this many incoming tickets? Yeah. I had a
0: similar issue in Neon to be fair. like I mean, we, I mean, we did it in 2020 and it essential. was a different
1: ball game. It was like smooth. It was just ridiculously easy. So, yeah, but I'm excited for where it's going to go.
0: And just on that then, because I think a lot of people right now, like, like I said at the start, I mean, it's fucking big business, particularly given, you know, it seems pretty lean, like you don't have an office or anything, do you? No. You just work from home.
1: Well, I mean, we've, I've had the office experience with you and I was like, commuting for an hour there and back. What's yeah, point? no,
0: I completely agree. Yeah. I think, especially obviously COVID, like a lot, I think a lot of people, like I think office, offices as a, as a whole have, have like shifted in yeah. their significance I mean, going back to the whole
1: impulsivity thing, like, I'll wake up one day and be like I'll be fucking sick to have an office and like build an in-person team and just get into the best the best talent in Leeds or London or wherever I just build this giant company and then I give myself a slap around the face and I'm like no you won't enjoy that you'll be bored after six months and then you've got all these responsibilities all these staff to keep on the payroll and make sure they can feed their families or whoever pay the rent
0: yeah I think, yeah, you're a really good example of that because it's it's definitely a bigger business than most businesses in the UK that have an office, et cetera. Et cetera. Like, mm. I mean, obviously, but yeah, I think a lot of people that, particularly in like the econ space, maybe haven't started at all, it's like because they have no context. So, like, oh, I want to build the next Gymshark. Like, of, of course mm-hmm. you do, because it's because it, it's in the media everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I can probably say I, I, I don't think I want to do that. Um, mm. You know, fucking, I don't know, whatever it is. 500 million billion revenue now mm-hmm. and like you know a thousand employees
1: just it's just definitely scared. bad idea so I haven't it, done that but I just not even sure I want me. to do it
0: yeah because like right now you could fuck off anywhere in the world mm-hmm. as you do regularly probably more regular than you were more regularly
1: now yeah definitely
0: because just on that as well because you definitely travelled I think like quite a bit less than I did over like, the past few years yeah 100% I think when which is probably why you're doing better than you right now but when, um, well I'm, I've well, always
1: thought that like, you know, like the whole sliding doors thing. Because you were always saying, yeah, come to Bali, come to Bali with, you know, all the lads that you were there with. Mm. And I always wanted to go, but I always didn't. Um, and I always think, shit, if I have gone to Bali, I wonder where I'd be now. Would I be running a smaller business or a bigger business or a yeah, totally different Like, what would It probably be depends doing? on
0: the person, to be honest. You yeah. can absolutely build a massive business being a nomad. I honestly think you can. It's just about mm. knowing... Like, but it's I, funny because I'm like, chatting to Eddie everyone's the other day, got different things and he's
1: living with Tim and some other people. And obviously, you were in Bali with those guys. And I think oh, I probably would have ended up just moving to London, and I probably would be mates with a lot more. Well, would be mates with a lot more people down here. But I don't think I'd be running as big a business as I am because removing myself from that has allowed me to be with my mates from home who I absolutely love and keep me grounded, but also just work away in in the background. And not care about fucking Instagram and Lambos and fucking all that shit.
0: Yeah, like I think I do think it depends on the person though. Because for me, like if I'd stayed fucking living in York, I know for a fact I'd fucking hate my life. I might have a better business, but I'd just hate it. Right. So I think it's just being. It comes down to being self-aware. It's quite interesting though because two previous guests, one episode, yeah, one episode will be up now. Jordan from Mobe, similar to you, like still lives where he's from. Mm. He actually lives with his parents. I so know you don't. You live in a fucking bougie house. Right? I've <laughs> not actually been, but um yeah, it's, it's decent. And he was saying a similar thing. Like for him, it works. He he likes being with friends that aren't actually doing the same shit. Yeah. Keeps him more focused, etc. etcetera. Et cetera. And yeah, I can I can definitely see that. It just
1: I think def comes I, 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 I think there's, there's pros and cons and what yeah. I'll say is I will definitely I'll say definitely, most likely either rent somewhere or buy like a second place in London just because I can come down and benefit from the network here yeah I'm not saying I'm using the people down here just for the network because I'll mm. have a good laugh and
0: um, it keeps yeah, your mindset honest, I, I bang well. on about network it's probably just I prefer living here because I can go to cool places yeah fair enough whereas if I'm in York mm. like or even Leeds I mean I, I don't know Leeds as well but there's not as much going on I, I say that and then I don't yeah. then I don't go and do anything I mean I don't, yeah I don't really go out so,
1: like into town much anymore anyway yeah neither do I Saying that I did the other week, but the hangovers, mate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, legit. But yeah, I definitely do a lot more travelling now. But yeah, pretty, pretty chill. So,
0: one thing that I want to bring up then, because it's it's quite an interesting one. So the whole Forbes 30 and the 30 thing. So obviously Mm you were on that. It's in your Instagram bio. Yeah. Which, just playing devil's advocate, if you're not about that Instagram flex Mm. why is that new Instagram buyer yeah so it's been in and out I'll open with that yeah point.
1: I mean for me the Forbes 30 under 30 thing is an accolade that gives you like genuine credibility yeah credibility in the space and it's I was proud of it and it was validation from peers that this guy's doing well whereas a Lambo post photo of a Lambo or some fucking super yacht or something, right cool
0: yeah no (laughs) I agree in that respect cool like but what value does this like
1: I I feel like having that there and I've had a few people like message me like asking for help and advice and stuff and I'm happy to give it I've just opened up a can of worms there haven't I I'm gonna have people messaging me fuck just block them nah it's just an indicator that okay this guy knows what he's on about and they will like people will take me serious if i like you saying with the whole podcast thing if i reached out to someone on instagram which has happened already yeah and asked them a question about business if they check my profile they're gonna be like oh this guy isn't a fucking knobhead like he's Mm. actually doing something yeah he's not one of those million people who have up business ideas that want they want to help with
0: yeah no 100% say that just but, yeah devil's how did forget, that come about I'd, then though because I mean, I mean i wanted i've heard like you know i've i've just heard people in circles say like it's not as exclusive as it used to be or like it's, it's more broad not. than people think like i'm not saying they've it's not cool because i haven't fucking got it but they've definitely that opened it up, up
1: and i've never i've not really it's something that, when i first saw it i was like 17 18 probably yeah and i thought fuck that's what i want to do like that's the I, I thought at the time that's like the pinnacle of being an entrepreneur I've been
0: on the yeah, 30 agree. list mm. because
1: you're young and successful and that's what I wanted to be Um, and so when the time came where I felt that I was in a position to potentially get on it I was, I was like let's just fucking go for it I spoke to my mate who knew a guy who'd been on it the year before and I was asking him about this guy's business he was like this is a really close mate of mine who was talking to me about this and he's like yeah, yeah you need you need to apply because you'll definitely get it I was like well Mm. fuck it like i've wanted this since i was 17 18 i'll just do it and i didn't really expect anything from it but yeah i had interviews they checked you know claims and and whatnot and like charitable donations that we claim to have made and all this shit and Mm. they're like yeah this guy's actually built a big business he's done what he said he's not lied to us and he you know is worthy of coming on it but what i'll say is it's definitely opened up like they had one list originally, I think. And now there's like 30 under 30 lists in every continent. And then you have it in e-com and in, in like... So what news. list were you on? e e-com, UK? E-commerce, yeah. E-commerce Europe.
0: And do you, do you have to apply for it? Because like...
1: You don't have to apply for it. You can you can be nominated. Could, could
0: you possibly build like an underground billion pound crypto company at 21 and not be on it? Is what yes, I'm saying. Yes, 100%. 100%. So like... You so know, you can, you is everyone refuse. that's on it you can are they all applied
1: no you can be a, you can be submitted or you can apply yourself yeah. so I sub, I applied myself but was also um, submitted is the wrong word but whatever the fucking word is yeah I'm, I'm just it. jealous for really, know. Someone, someone, someone said this guy should be on it and then I applied for it and then got it but yeah, yeah it's no, I think you but definitely I mean, should be on
0: it from what I know you am. fucking um, beast
1: it's annoying because they had like a, an in-person event in Detroit last week and I can't go because of COVID still so
0: but what so every 30 in the 30 in the no, world no
1: no fuck no like it's open invite as well but you have to I guess you have to pay to go I don't know because Jason Wong I want to say is his last name the guy on he owns Dough Lashes
0: yeah he's fucking a smart guy so he I don't was know. there
1: post on Instagram I was like you fucker I really want to be there was and he like, on I mean, like 30? no he's just there um, he's just there but there's like a slack thing that you get added to with like pretty much every other list of there but I don't have the time to you know go through all these people and decide who I want to connect with it was literally for me like I wanted it since I was 17 it's there in front of me alright grab it and that was it and then I realised fuck man I can't believe this was what I thought was like the pinnacle of being in mm. like come on it's just and everyone at home was like fuck me that's so sick but like just ridiculous were you in Forbes magazine
0: was it online? no I
1: doubt it I don't think
0: so I don't know, the magazine. I don't know it's if that's a thing. thing anymore yeah, yeah um,
1: true. and then yeah just I guess a, a Forbes wears cover, wears cover would be like the,
0: the next <laughs> yeah. level like, yeah but
1: I, I know some sketchy guys who've been on covers of similar shit as well
0: and it's not yeah. Entrepreneur magazine and shit <laughs> what's that other one um, um, Founder Founder magazine founder oh, fuck I've got a crooked story oh, on that just know. to go slight tangent um who's the founder of who's the founder of founder magazine nathan. it's fucking nathan chan yeah so him and greta van Reel, who's absolute that beast um she's, yeah she had like multiple brands whatever it is she was probably one of like the earlier people that was a brand builder that like built a personal brand than i knew of etc ended up meeting her and nathan i don't know if you're at this event shit in barcelona no, was August, there yeah? But you got, you got a 2018? V.I.P.
1: ticket, and I was so yeah, over like bed, yeah. This is when your Rolex got stolen. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is when my Rolex got stolen. <laughs> yeah. this was
0: this is a good Shit. story. So there was like some. It, it was for the event, and I had a V.I.P. ticket. I remember going with Tim Corwell, yeah. if he's watching. Fucking funny bloke. To like the speakers, and I think he was a speaker actually, which I still to this day speaker, think is yeah. funny. Like, sorry, no offense, Tim. You know, it's it's all good. But, but I um, think,
1: just to put in, and no offence to Tim because I don't really know him that well, but from what you guys said and from his numbers at the time and he was invited to be a speaker, it just shows you that people would just be plucked out of nowhere to speak at these events without having like a, a reference check or a background check or shit like that. and Tim's like a legit guy but I'm not sure he's, yeah just, he, it's he's funny because I remember the taking the piss out of to... him at
0: the time and he himself was laughing but yeah oh, I'd, have I can't fuck, remember I'd have fucking what done it saying, like it's a good I've, oh yeah a good experience yeah 100% but
1: what I'm saying is like these, and I think yeah. this is what you're getting at with the cover of Founder a lot of these companies running these, these well I, I was, I was getting on a slightly different point but it's like yeah you don't even know who the fuck you're listening to half the time like that yeah. we in Barcelona there were so many black hat Free. there was
0: literally a black hat meetup, and it's I remember saying fucked. what's black hat and they were yeah. like no no literally this is like a community we sell,
1: we sell fucking crack cocaine pipes on Facebook for it was literally so that shit. yeah yeah it's like what the fuck are you doing here I thought this was a legit <laughs> yeah it's just like, funny
0: this is like e convention yeah if you've not been to an e convention and you're interested in shit, no I would say go to one <laughs> yeah I'm joking get definitely fucking go pissed fucking five fucking nights fun. in a row yeah. and just laugh yeah but don't go to it to, like well, I guess in a way it's inspiring, but the, don't what go I was expecting gonna expecting
1: to learn some really like high level secrets. Don't expect it to change your life because no. it's 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 they are Mate, ultimately, you'll go and meet some they're cool expensive
0: people. high margin tickets sold to impressionable young people that like need in industry. Yeah. So But the thing with founder, yeah, yeah I was I just remember getting really pissed and then ended up at a bar with him and a bunch of other people. But he was just so pissed and it was just fucking mm-hmm. funny. And it, and Isn't he really short as well? He's really... Yeah, uh, yeah, he's really small. <laughs> <laughs> he's really small. He's a Why, is really, really nice guy. It's just funny because he was really drunk, really Australian and really small. Right, right. And he was saying a load of shit. I think Fuck. one thing I remember him saying, I don't know what it was. I think I think it's because I, I had that Rolex that got stolen mm-hmm. and he said... Rollie before Rolex as in he said you need to get a Rolls Royce before you get a Rolex and I was like wait what? A Rolex is like six grand the one I had a Rollie Rolls Royce is like two hundred grand what do you mean? It was just some weird drunk shit but I, it, I just like remember it distinctly I we'll not get any any of them it was funny Jesus Christ yeah I, where was I? the Forbes 30 under 30 so found a mag cover oh that was
1: okay that was a tangent you went on okay Forbes 30 under 30 I
0: want to go on another tangent then and I don't know if you'll let me speak about this shit mhm but, obviously, you don't have, you, you're not done, like, the fucking super, we'll come on to that in a minute, like, the cars and shit, but um, yeah. you didn't really put that on, like, Instagram or anything, and Forbes thing came about, what, like, a year ago?
1: Mm, yeah, about six months ago.
0: When did you break up with your ex-girlfriend? Uh, after is she, is she going to watch this? Doubt it.
1: After that, definitely. It was and how, definitely y- after that.
0: You were with her for a while, weren't you? We
1: were together for... Probably about four years. Was that from uni or after uni? It, it was after, uni, yeah. after uni.
0: And we, were you living together? No.
1: It was never a serious, like, f- this is the future kind of thing. It was very chilled, casual.
0: But it was four years, it's still... Yeah. Like, and was it amicable when you broke up? Very amicable. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. I, yeah. I, I thought I was going to get some... Yeah. Well, no, Oh I, I, I guess... Was, yeah,
1: it was very amicable.
0: Have you had any female attention from the Forbes saying to 30? Um, not that you wouldn't get it otherwise, but you're yeah. pretty ghost. You're not really on yeah. social media.
1: I couldn't tell. Well, it probably is because of that. <laughs> um, yeah. There has been like the odd, you know, there's people, yeah. But you kind of this. You know, this is a thing. So this is quite a good topic. So the fir- after I we split up, um, the first thing one of my best friends, probably my oldest friend, told me was, "You need to be fucking careful now, mate." I was like, "Fuck." And a few other friends said the same thing. You need to be fucking careful What, because you've got money? Yeah. Um, and then I said some I was like really upset about that. And I was ch- chatting to my mum and she was like, Adam, you have a good judge of character. You know people's intentions. Don't be stupid. But uh, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Actually, she's right. Um, mm, but yeah, like you. there's been, I, I went on a date with this girl and like the first date was like proper good, got on really well. I was like, All right, cool. Organise the second date. And, um, when was this? In, the, in this recent months? Was, Maybe this was before I went to Portugal for the second time. So July. Yeah. Um, and fuck me. I was like, like the second date, oh, it was just like, it was so boring. Like she was real. I realized, so the first date you get to know each other. How did the
0: first date come about?
1: Um, an, app, an app, an app. So I was like, right, we will go for a have a few drinks, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, it got on well, but you don't you don't really get to know a person on the first date, you just can't. Second date no, you're too drunk. Uh, it was we're... quite obvious that there was a chasm between us in terms in terms of like what we were interested in. Mm. Um and I was like, fuck this girl is not for me. Um and yeah, and she was into just posh shit is the like, like Expensive weapon. shit not necessarily expensive but just like posh shit like boring shit and I was like nah not for me and then you think back because of what my mates have said I think oh shit maybe, maybe it was because of this maybe it was because of that and she's turned up and I'm here just casually as fuck um, Yorkshire lad probably thinking I thought this guy was fucking rich and all this shit I yeah. don't know and it just maybe, maybe it wasn't that you know maybe it's just because of what people have said to me I have it ringing in the back of my mind like um, it must have been because of that but anyway, yeah, that was just one person. There are plenty well intentioned girls in the world. There are yeah, they definitely outnumber the ill intentioned
0: girls. Well, I think that's another debate. But, well, okay. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I will admit, like, particularly when three, four years ago, whatever, um, I was like doing well with drop shipping and then doing well with like the brands, had the fucking fancy car and shit. Mm-hmm. I very much flexed it on social media. And to be honest, I flexed it on social media. Because I wanted to get girls. Yeah, and I mean, you can see worked. that from everyone that does it. I and don't it know worked. exactly why they do it. It wasn't. I wasn't even doing it but, for like just people as, to see. I was doing it because I wanted
1: to. As long as you're aware of the sort of and convert that that girls that's going to attract.
0: Yeah, and I, and I was, and I, I definitely wouldn't do it as much now. And I've well got a girlfriend now. Um, again, right. well. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Dep- depends if she's watching which, you, which she won't be which is kind of part of the problem um, right. well not the okay. problem but
1: uh, I think you should stop talking
0: <laughs> yeah I've got a girlfriend now but there's there's been arguments lately mm. nothing to do with this but um, yeah and and I, I did that a lot like I'll be the fucking first to admit like uh, there's a question I'm gonna ask after this because yes yeah, so okay. I, I had the fucking cars and shit and I flexed it and still love cars you know I I don't have a car right now which actually is fucking in a way actually quite refreshing yeah the Um, traffic
1: here is shit anyway so
0: why you've never really done that whole no you're a simple definitely well you're a less material you're a less materialistic man than I was certainly in my earlier Mm -hmm. twenties even though yeah you were doing fucking bigger well as big and recently bigger numbers than I, I was ever doing
1: um, I guess uh, where do
0: you stand on that I know recently well you, you I, to be honest I nice listened whip.
1: to your podcast I think it was with Tyler and you kind of changed my opinion on it is so. that why you
0: bought the fucking new Defender no no I was, of that podcast. That. Anyway, I was getting that because my dog
1: oh, right. um, so when you talked about the network it like instantly unlocks having a supercar and meeting these people I thought oh, actually that makes sense to me that to, so I think kind of differently to you guys I guess I, that makes sense to me that's a good reason to have a supercar to meet these interesting people that are perhaps going to unlock new experiences for me later in, later in life and blah, 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 blah. What I don't see is a good like, good reason to buy one of these is because I need some likes on Instagram. I need some more followers. I need some people to think I'm fucking cool. I don't care. Like, I, I need some girls to DM me because I need an ego boost.
0: It's yeah, just, I mean, to be fair, just to put, I, I was obsessed with cars. That was the yeah, first you reason. Were, the you reason were, I you posted it, today, it. I get that. was because for girls. But it's like, I would happily have had it if I couldn't post it.
1: I would... Uh, my mind is changing slightly as time goes by. Mm. Um, But yeah, I spend my money on right. So so my, my drive and my motivation is just the freedom and just having the, the, like this, this thought in the back of my mind that if anything goes wrong, I'm going to be good. I can go live wherever I want, do whatever I want, when I want, with who I want. And if everything went to shit with my, like my trading business yeah. I would still be fine so that's why I'm spending more on houses and assets and things like that as a well I guess a car mm, let's not go into
0: that your, car, but, your car's not, yeah. not really an, invest, um, not an investment
1: but that's why I'm spending it on like rentals instead of fast pieces of metal I'll buy one eventually I'm sure of it because mm. it would be fun to have and you're a lot more sensible than me yeah but at the same time like, I like experiences like like spending a fair bit of money just Go in random places like just come back from Costa Rica for two weeks, and Morocco for ten days surfing. Yeah, meeting cool people there as well. it's like you don't have to just network of entrepreneurs because oh no meet there, it's like yeah, I agree. these guys are fucking cool. And yeah, it's it's yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good.
0: So you've started doing that more lately, I've noticed, like the mm-hmm. whole you I think you did the surfing stuff and like have you just had like an awakening because obviously it said you did, you did that like less less yeah. travel obviously not traveling full time or anything an
1: awakening it was obviously no longer been in a relationship it yeah. was certainly not her it was no one's fault um, what I'm saying is I didn't come to Bali with you because I felt guilty that I'd be leaving my girlfriend behind yeah. not that she would have cared because I think we both deep down knew this is a casual thing um, you know if one of us wants to go off and move somewhere else then so be it it's not gonna work so split up and I think deep well deep down we both did know that but I kind of I guess used the relationship as an excuse not to come to Bali and do that shit and because I didn't do that then I'm doing it now
0: it's got more time now yeah. yeah
1: and I don't have the guilt of oh shit like what's she gonna think I think oh shit my dog's gonna be on his own so where do you put the dog my mum or my brother will look after him so yeah it's all good he him? has been in a kennel for like two weeks um, before now and he was fine he, he's like hey, Rufus man he doesn't give a shit Get some shout those. out Rufus shout out Rufus yeah. how old is he is he same as Tokyo? how old is Tokyo uh, 16 months Rufus's birthday is on One year, 22nd months. of May so he's it's like this is
0: 12th of June so they're very similar
1: yeah shit
0: uh, is he 16 yeah. months or whatever June, yeah. July, August, September so pretty he's much a year younger, younger. Uh,
1: yeah a month younger than Rufus yeah shit yeah but yeah, definitely enjoying where I'm at right now. And just uh, getting a good balance as well. Just between work and Yeah, so like
0: your day to day there, and I think we've we've spoken about this a bit, like what's that, whatever. Like, are you working firstly more or less than you used to, like time wise, and secondly, how does that time look compared to how it used to look? When you like oh, first getting started in the trenches a bit more?
1: That's a hard one. And if my parents listen to this, they'll be like, Yo, it's such a liar. Um because there will be, there's been multiple times where I've complained like, oh, I'm so bored. I've got nothing to do. All the work's just, just automated. And then like a week later, I'm like, oh no, I don't have time. I'm so stressed. I've got so much to do. Sorry, I'm too busy. Um, because I'm so erratic or have been erratic. I kind of managed to settle that down a bit recently. So generally the working day or week looks like a couple of calls that will tend to be half an hour to an hour long with various different people. Um, whether it's my internal team, agencies we work with, um, or more recently and more often now, um, new opportunities that I'm trying to pursue. So getting financing for certain projects we want to start or ideas I have, um, like working, speaking to manufacturers, speaking to um, a branding expert that I work with quite frequently now, um, developers to you know, we're coming up with new ideas for redesign the website or add a new feature that's going to potentially move the needle in the right direction. But I'm not in the trenches actively setting up email marketing campaigns, checking the ads. Yeah. All of that stuff. I don't, I don't, I've not, I maybe logged into my Facebook ads account for the first time this week. um, And it's, I hadn't logged in for maybe like three or four months. Hmm. Um, because I, I've got an ads agency to do that and they check in and they show me the account on the call and they'll tell me what I need to know I don't need to go in and spend half an hour trying to figure shit out
0: yeah so if you got abducted for th- for three months hmm. weird way to put it if you fucked off for three months would the business be good would it keep going like how much you needed at all right it'd now.
1: keep going um, someone needs to pay off the Amex card <laughs> um, but I'm sure I'm sure someone will um sort that out no it, if I got abducted well I'm I mean, like, fucked you off leave for three months yeah. um, I'm going to have to log in and do something I need to pay people I, st- I still yeah. I still don't trust anyone to um, actually like press the the submit button when I'm sending all everyone's wages each week I, I don't uh, I don't trust people to pay our suppliers the correct amount even though the invoice is every week and it says it in black and white I still don't trust people to pay off the Amex cards and stuff Mm-hmm. I could but I guess it's just me holding need, on to something need something to, to do yeah, yeah but I mean paying paying fucking bills fun
0: and where do you want to go with it then so yeah like so is there <clears throat> like a clear plan to do X in X amount of time or right now you're just enjoying what you're doing and there isn't
1: like a financial goal anymore um there is uh an idea that I want to pursue that no one that I know of has pursued yet and I think I'm probably the person to do it just from having done Crown and Paw, Um, which is acquiring businesses in this space leveraging the assets and the resources the inst- infrastructure we have um, and building a group of say gifting businesses basically I don't want to kind of mm. get myself cornered into oh this guy only sells custom pet portraits Yeah, like, we can branch out and be a gifting company at the end of the day. Um, also looking at, I can't really go into detail on this, but um, more a subscription thing, which does tie into the ex- like some existing websites we have. And then um, we've got two Shopify apps that we're developing at the moment. And obviously we have our software that we have considered rolling out as well um, in terms of software as a service business. And then also like I'll probably just take a chunk of money each year and move it into the property business, buy some more rentals. Um, and meet, I meet, I'm moving into that space a bit as well and meeting people like, who are doing cool shit in property. Um, mm. And a friend of mine who actually used to, he's pretty much managed Tiger Wednesdays In after I'd graduated. Yeah. Is, he works in property and he's always saying like, let's go build some fucking houses. Because um, that's what he does day in, day out, but he does it for someone else. And, I trust him because he's like, we've worked together before. I didn't mm-hmm. really see it as him working for me, even though technically it was. It was, we were working together. He was running the business for me. I did fuck all. Um, so I trust him to do a good job. So I have the money at some point. I don't know how much we're going to need. Um, and we'll go into it and build some houses, probably, and see where that takes us. But that's going to be more of a side thing. And I think he knows that. And if he's listening, you know that now. Uh, I'm not going to be there every day. Yeah doing
0: so and. a similar thing that me and Tyler I think spoke about in episode 4 he should probably speak to you about the property shit to be mm. fair maybe because um, we were saying like you know so I, gu- I guess the question is if like someone came along today and just fucking gave you 100 million quid would you keep building firstly yeah, that, that okay. business any business mm. or, and, and what would you do because I think it's a good question to ask and obviously it's hypothetical yeah. it's never going to be 100% accurate it, if it actually this happened is a good but question. and cuz i said i yeah. think i'd keep building stuff but that's pro- no, potentially so, naive yeah when i was I listening haven't had that
1: to yet. Tyler's episode was he like episode 2 or 3 4 and he said oh, i've got this mate who said he would probably just fuck off surfing that was me guys um just for reference so did he say that no you said that
0: oh i said on that absolutely oh, yeah no he, sorry he i was referring to you yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz i you think we'd me? had this discussion before yeah, we were chatting on, like up
1: or something yeah cuz i was talking about selling and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. 100 mil. Oh.
0: Well, the, the, the 100 mil is just to say, you know, if, if right, money I'd, was no problem money, and okay. you just whatever, fuck your money. Like,
1: I definitely take some time out. I'd take like at least six months just to myself, just getting loads of stuff out of my system, doing what I want to do, go see some cool places, do some cool shit. Yeah. I will get bored and will undoubtedly build something. I couldn't tell you what I'd build, I couldn't even tell you what, you know, what niche or what industry. Um, but it would be something that has well I would like to think would have an impact on people 's lives who are definitely not as well off as most people um I think most entrepreneurs would do that at that point you become more of a philanthropist at that point mm. um because it 's fun, but I think once you 've uh, once you 've done it, and yeah, crown and poor is not anywhere close to these huge brands getting big exits like movement watches Gymshark, which is fucking gigantic it's nothing like that it's a totally different ball game but i've kind of experienced zero to 20 30 mil and i've had that experience like i want a different experience so maybe i'll take yeah. that money and buy a shit on the businesses do them up flip them i don't know i have no idea mm.
0: to put it yeah, it's obviously just it's kind of like a psychological.
1: Yeah, but I wouldn't sit around on my ass exercise. for the next fifty years till I die. Um, I would definitely move in and yeah, move into something quite, else eventually. I would get bored of just like traversing the world with my dog, although he'd love it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, because just on that and again, we we're speaking about this like briefly before we start recording. Obviously, I'm as I've said a billion times on the podcast. I'm I've been building this new brand because I just needed to get the next thing fucking going. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I've kind of realized, I feel like I'm probably done with the whole, A, like bootstrapping it. So like just funding it on myself. Um, yep. Not that I need other people's money to do it. Certainly not the start, but, and then B, just like doing it myself. Cause that's the thing with like econ, particularly when it's like, even like you've got hundred X people, but ultimately it's still you sat in your house every day on a yeah. computer. Yeah not that there's anything wrong with that but like I quite like the idea of the next thing trying to go and, and this is something I couldn't have done in the past didn't, didn't have the experience connections whatever but tr- trying to like fucking raise a load of money with a bunch of ridiculously smart people and try and do something like a bit more monumental a bit more like s- still e-com and this next brand will be e-com and I'm, I'm starting it with a product which is a bit more standard but I have this idea of a long story, yeah basically want to go into the fucking psychedelic like mental wellness space through different products and shit but that's that's the sort of thing like I've had a few meetings recently and it's like that's the sort of, when you start speaking to the right people it's like fuck that's the sort of thing which yeah. you know potentially mm. you're talking about like building a fucking science company not just like
1: see that's cool
0: that's uh, interesting that's what I mean yeah because yeah. I've been thinking about that yeah so I don't think I can focus mil
1: thing again you if can, you can raise a that 100 purpose. mil from, from someone I think having the chat before the podcast you know it, I'm in the process of trying to raise funds for a project. I don't necessarily need the funds, but, and we probably will use our own funds for the first part of this. But if it goes well, then I'm going to be fucking straight down to London, speaking to all sorts of people. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm going to enjoy what we're building or what we're trying to build. And if I do enjoy it, then I will go down the route of building that, you know, 100 mil, 50 mil, 100 mil. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, Five billion. Yeah, fuck it. Um, and I will go down that route because I enjoy it. But if I find out from this first acquisition um, that I don't enjoy it, then mm. I won't do it. But yeah, you're never going to know without trying. But yeah, the whole raising money, like so as we were saying before the podcast, I've kind of glamorized the idea of bootstrapping. I always wanted to be that guy that just bootstraps.
0: Um, I think a lot of younger entrepreneurs do that have something to because prove. I
1: think because we at that time money is the be all and end all and we put it on a pedestal we both have let's be honest mm. wanted money so bad and because you have that in your mind you think that it's so fucking scarce and there's no fucking way that investor will give me 10 grand 100 grand
0: it, uh, but it, well I guess just on that it is scarce when you have no experience
1: it is but then when you hear but us, then when you get experience and you now, get a network. we could have some fucking 19, 20 year old sat over there and I'd be telling them like lads They have this idea and they tell me their idea. They want some cash. Mm. I'm like, fucking, all right, let's do it. But I want a percentage. But if that was me, I'd be scared shitless trying to approach someone, trying to get money. Yeah, exactly. But now we're here, I'm like, fuck me. There's so much money around. People don't want to be sat on the cash. They want to be seeing people using it, putting it to good use, building cool stuff that helps people.
0: Yeah, just on that. So I, I won't say his name, but I had a meeting through a DM the other day. It was fucking guy i look up to in similar space and he actually put someone on instagram announcing the exit of his brand i'm trying to think if i can say because it, it's in the public domain but yeah i won't say his name um and, and he was saying he he recognizes that like it was e-commerce e-commerce changed now so like it's definitely not as easy to start with like no money as it was mm-hmm. however on the flip side and i've started seeing this just in the past year like just by reading shit there's more private money and like PE money, like VC money, going towards e-com and fintech probably more than anything else yeah. in the past fucking year than there's ever been ever, and and obviously again it comes down to like, you know fucking inve- investment funds aren't going to give you money if you've never done anything, but if you've got any form of like yeah. just like if you just if you have if you have it and you've got a decent idea. Etc., etc., and yeah,
1: that phrase it habit just kind of is changed so my mind.
0: It's changed the way I look at things because, yeah, like, like you say, bootstrapping is so glamorized that, like, particularly, like, it's almost like you want to be, and I'm guilty of it as well. You almost want people to think, like, I'm working 18 hours a day when actually, you're Fuck working no. 12 hours a day. Even if you think you're working 18, you're probably working 12. You Why want people that, to think, yeah. like, I hate my life, the whole Gary, Vee thing the whole so Gary cool. V thing, yeah, and Hustle. that probably was, Hustle mode. Shut I've up, only man. recently, i I swear to God, only in the past year because of like the shit I went through and stuff. Mm-hmm. I reckon now, I, even when I'm properly grinding out, I'll probably work eight to nine hours a day tops. Yeah, I don't do that. Do you know what? Even when we had
1: the office, that was when you two were getting up at like five AM and getting to the office at six. Yeah, I wouldn't I was do like, that What now. the fuck are these guys doing? And I but would turn up at like nine. And you'd be like, "Oh, you're late." I'm like what?
0: Yeah, it's, that was Gary V. What I'm turning you right now. And, and even, even he has changed the tune now on that. On that though, it's just it's just damaging.
1: Like no money like, it is well,
0: mentally damaging I agree
1: yeah I forgot what we were talking about
0: Oh, you were going to say the things. point on having it yeah I mean, I the that. phrase
1: have it have it it's so you can't put your finger on what it is but you know when someone has it and it's I, I can't even explain this very well on the podcast but like so you mm. have friends who have these ideas but they're idea people and they will have these ideas all their life and they're like I'm going to do this I'm going to do that Yeah, they don't have it then there's people like us who you might tell a few people I'm going to do this but more often than not you'll just fucking do it and then say oh I did this thing
0: or you'll tell them and then it will actually be there in a month
1: yeah you'll tell them and you'll do it and one of my pet peeves and I could, I could rant about this for ages and people in the mm. past have got annoyed with me for saying being so harsh about people no, it needs to be who said. say they're going to do shit and don't do it it annoys me it's wasting my time stop asking me for advice about this business you're never going to start you know you're not going to start it Stop, like, just don't waste my time about it.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I thing.
1: I couldn't tell you what it is, but you know when someone has it.
0: Like, there's probably a fucking, like, psychological. Um, yeah. Well, not.
1: this is, I found out a few days ago. i been telling people about this. This post popped up on my Instagram. It was like, the Wonderlust gene. I was like, that's bullshit. The Wonderlust? The Wonderlust gene. I was like, oh, this hell. is such bullshit. So I was like, straight onto Google. The psychopath gene. Wonderlust gene. And it was like a DRD4R7 or something. I was like, oh, holy shit. This is, this is a thing. So I was reading about it. Oh, it's real. It's not a concept. Yeah. No, it's real. I thought someone had just like, oh, I'm gonna make this cool post about like wonderlust and shit. Yeah. Um, it's real. It's this gene. They're giving it this nickname "wonderlust gene. Call it the gambler's gene if you want because um, reading about it, it turns out it kind of predisposes people who have this mutation. Um, well, it is. It's a mutation. Um and I'm not a scientist, so don't like fucking come for me if I get this wrong. But um, people who have this are more predisposed to risk taking. They don't get excited by the shit usual people get excited about. And my mum has told me since I was kid, a kid, like, are you excited? I'm like, yeah, it should be good. She's like, oh, I bet you're really excited. You're just trying to be cool. I'm like, I, I, should I feel really? Do mm. something wrong with me? Yeah. Should I feel more excited? Like, I'm not trying to play it cool. I'm just not that excited. And my ex-girlfriend, when I bought this car, she was like, "But you're so excited!" I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's yeah, it's a car." She's like, "Oh, stop! Like, surely you're excited!" I'm like, "Shit, there must be something wrong with me." <laughs> so I might actually do this yeah. test to see if I have this gene. But like gamblers have it, people who take risks have it, people who travel a lot have it. Um, I'm not saying they all have it, but yeah. it predisposes you to have that kind of behaviour. So yeah, Fuck, that's kind of deep. Yeah, it's cool though. Cause, like, my mum has told me so many times. I bet you're excited. I'm sat there like, should I be excited right now? Well, I, I guess feel differently. That to how comes I feel? on
0: to a broader question, and and I'm actually a good example. Of that re- I'll say a reason why in a minute, not because I'm fucking smoking, putting smoke in my own ass. But mm. people say like, you know, generally speaking, like, are people born entrepreneurs or are they made entrepreneurs? That sort of shit. Yeah, I'm a twin. Yes, I haven't. That's why I'm saying I'm a good example non-identical twin so technically it's the same as having just a brother that was in the oven at the same time so different eggs and shit just a bit of biology we look different we are very different in a lot of ways but exact same upbringing exact same school everything we even went to the same city for uni we went to Newcastle uni I went to Northumbria because I fucking fucked up my ALS because I was depressed and just figuring out that I didn't want to pursue education Mm -hmm. but and we are like work wise entrepreneurial wise like the complete fucking opposite He's an engineer at Rolls-Royce. Like, great job and shit. Like, definitely more, like, academically clever than me. Yeah. But, like... And to be fair, and this is why it's an interesting example, because he himself has tried, like, Ecom and just doesn't have it. Right. So I quit after, like, a month. But what is it? That's the question.
1: Well, is it the grit? Is it, shit, I failed, but I give up? Is it, I, 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 how do I do I, this? Where do I start? Like, what is it?
0: I mean, yeah, like, whether it's Ecom or anything else, it's just...
1: Because I... I mean, it's just totally different, but... When I first started making money online and I'm talking, I was making 200, 300 quid in sales with a dropshipping business. I started a Facebook group there and then because I knew number one, there's money in selling shovels. Um, and number two, <laughs> fuck, I want my mates to do this so we can go travel. I wanted to build this business. Yeah. Can work remotely. I wanted my mates to come with me on the journey. So I was like, right, I'll add some mates to this Facebook group. Not Well, maybe one of them followed my advice. The others said they were going to do it, didn't do it and one of them is my friend Zach who I've known since I was like four or five years old and later down the line he's like you know what I'm going to fucking try it and he's quit his job and he's running an e-commerce business now so he clearly yeah, has it but play. it took I mean, you know he didn't I don't know if he tried and failed when I first had him to this group but he's working at End Clothing in Newcastle and Oh yeah. now he's running an e-commerce business it's pretty cool
0: yeah I've had maybe five or six notable friends over the years that have I've helped him. Oh, yeah, with. I
1: know one of them very well. Fucking hell. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't actually thinking of him, but... <laughs> but yeah, um, we were talking about that guy yesterday. Fucking hell.
0: Yeah, I haven't spoken to him in a while. I'm not, not going to mention him on this, but um, <laughs> I haven't seen him in about a year, to be fair. Um, what a knobhead. But, but my experience of that is... I, I it, And again... I have to preface this sort of shit by saying I'm not saying being an entrepreneur is better or worse it's just different because in many ways I fucking wish I wasn't because I wouldn't have had yeah. the shittest year of my life in the past yeah. year for example but the fact that I'm still in the game says I clearly I couldn't do anything else so and yeah like people that and I've got like close friends and if they're watching this they probably know who they are that have you know they've said and people that aren't close friends from uni in the past or whatever. And they're like, you know, help me start this econ thing. Which, for a start, they're only starting an e-com instead of any other business that they could do. Because it's not me doing it. it yeah. Which is the wrong way to start anything. But secondly, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm, I've, I've not got much patience people that talk talk about doing something and not doing no it. Patience. I think it's one of the most... I think it's one of the worst traits you can have in life. Like, even on a smaller scale, like don't say you're going to start going to the gym every day and then not go. Yeah, because... I'm not saying I'm perfect. Every time you do that... Just like as a general rule of thumb, if you say you're going to do something, either do habit- it or admit that you weren't yeah, cut out to do it and yeah. say, I don't want to do it.
1: It creates a habit that you don't realise you're creating every time you say you're going to do it and then don't do it or you start and then stop. It makes it even easier to do that the second time, the third time, the fourth time. Muscle memory is like a thing. Like
0: mental memory, mental muscle memory. It's,
1: yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like psychology's insane and as soon as you I think learning more about your psychology is one of the best things you can do if you're starting out as an entrepreneur like I didn't read business books on how to make money and get rich I read books by Malcolm Gladwell um like Blink, Tipping Point, Outliers yeah I've read those to this yeah, day yeah so good and coming back to the twin thing maybe because you're twins is because one of you is, is why you're so far apart because you may be searching Mm. for an identity when you're younger and you you have to differentiate yourself. If he's that, then I'm going to be this. We don't want to be the same. We're twins. We're we're similar enough already. We have to be different somehow. So maybe psychologically, it's like distancing from each other in a different way.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Although at the same time, I can remember being, I don't know, roughly sort of 10, 12 years old, whatever, thinking, I know I want to do something different but I don't even yeah. know what fucking business is at this point. And I didn't even know what ecom was properly until I was maybe sort of seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. And even then, I didn't. Do you have add. any
1: family members that have? I have an uncle and... who's
0: a serial entrepreneur. Oh yeah, yeah. Like absolute beast. Yeah. But not in ecom. And he actually didn't get started being an entrepreneur till he was maybe twenty nine. But I guess it's probably yeah. a bit different because it's a different generation. So it was kind of impossible definitely different, to
1: do. but interesting still.
0: But I, I see a lot of myself. Well, a lot of. Me and him, or whatever. It's um, funny, is it? Because I bet your parents have said no one in the else past, in my family really. Where do you really? get it
1: from? Because it's not us. Because my mum and dad seem the same. My
0: parents aren't entrepreneurs at all. No. Whereas my uncle is.
1: Yeah. My uncle. So, so I, when I was 14, I did my work, ex, work experience at my uncle's um, graphic design slash sign writing business. And he's really the only entrepreneurial person other than myself in the family. And it's weird. Very strange. I mean, my granddad worked for himself, but it, not like from an entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, career. I was just thinking, because obviously entrepreneurship is technically a word that humans have made up. And obviously yeah, right yeah. now, you mean like referring to business and shit. But going back to like, this is going on a fucking tangent, but so interesting. Going back to like caveman times, obviously those genes and so on still existed. Yeah. So I wonder how it would have how, stood out What did entrepreneurs then? look like when they were cavemen? What, what did, did entrepreneurs do? look like 5,000 years ago whenever the fucking caveman age well, was? definitely
1: the ones that discovered fire.
0: Yeah, probably. That's, that's probably the what it evil was.
1: Musk of the caveman fucking. It arrows, was though. The fire. There was guy. the
0: dom that sat there just like, yeah, fucking hitting <laughs> yeah. shit together. then there's the dom that's gone out and yeah. made a straw shelter yeah. and fucking sold it. That's it. With, it. It's, like, it's the guys got that got made fish shit. for people to use a straw shelter, isn't it? Yeah,
1: the guys that realised you can draw shit on these walls with these bits of whatever they were using to draw.
0: Yeah. And then he started selling the, them to
1: the other cavemen for pieces of meat. That's that that's what the
0: entrepreneurs did in, in that era.
1: Yeah, that's cool, though.
0: Fuck. I'm, yeah. It's such a deep question. It is.
1: But I do think it's, it's crazy how much, like, psychology impacts your behavior and, you know, ultimately your outcome. Like, but I, there are I think there are also ways probably to override it. Like, if you have, like, I talking about the one-dollar gene, there's probably, you know, I mean, you can override that shit. You can override a lot of stuff that you have that you're predisposed to be like you can override it through nurture which is coming back to the twin thing
0: yeah I think that this was the point I was going to make actually I just remembered the thing with that is I I reckon you need something that starts you on that entrepreneurial path whatever like like ultimately like I chose we chose to go to that event in Singapore and I still cite that now as shit as it was it was like the first time I'd met other entrepreneurs and it yeah. changed my worldview. Yeah. Like dramatically. It's, but the thing is, it's if I chose need, to go there, mind I might not be saying it. Speak to you. Yeah, agreed. Or anyone else agreed. that I know. Agreed.
1: And exactly the same. And you need that community, like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, blah, blah, blah. You need belonging. Yeah. And it's so easy for everyone else who isn't choosing this like entrepreneurial path to have community in their work, to have community and belonging with their friends that they can talk about about how much they hate the nine to five job and can't wait for the weekend. It's so difficult for entrepreneurs to find that community and belonging. And then when you go to fucking Singapore and everyone is the same, you're like, fucking hell.
0: Yeah, you just brought up another point actually, but yeah, that's so fucking true. But my point there was like, obviously that's where I think, yeah, actually something like a gene makes sense. Cause like if I was, whatever, 19, whatever I was, 20, 21 at the time that, you know, chose to do that and obviously prior to that I chose to make a Shopify account mm. when no one was forcing me no one around me was doing it but after that it's like people might say, say that, that they, you know like friends when they're like oh I want to do it when actually they want to do it because you've done it yeah. but, but because they're now potentially in I don't know say they, they got a grad job and then now they want to start a business and then that's a much worse time to do it because yeah. now their surrounding is fucked and there's a saying it's something along the lines of like experience breeds confidence and so like for example like when I fucked up with Neon Beach like if I didn't know anyone else and that was the first thing I'd ever done I might oh, say fuck yeah oh, like e- gone. E- Ecom's not for me yeah. I might have said that but I know that I did that in nine months or well, I've got it to like fucking nine million in nine months or some bollocks I'd done Midnight City I'd done a clothing brand before I, I know three or four good mates that and running brands that are all telling me just do the next thing, of course, because yeah. so, that's a different conversation. Whereas, yeah. if you speak to someone that's never done that, they might say, Oh, why would you, you want to get to a go job? Th- oh, get-? Yeah, shit. exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, experience yeah. breeds confidence. So like, yeah, that fucked me up for a while, but like, I never for a second thought I'm not going to start the next thing and that'd be a success. Of course, I'll start the next thing, yeah. and of course, it'll be a success. Yeah, exactly. because. Which is two sided. Firstly, because I it's, know I've, I've actually super. done People stuff are be in the past. To this.
1: I've never run a business in life, thinking, "What the fuck is he on about?" I just, I but just genuinely,
0: like, I don't even, I, I, I can't even see the risk, like in starting a new business. I really can't. Like, I just feel that, like, <sighs> yeah. I, I, I don't even see it because, I mean, it's two sided. Firstly, because I've got experience and I have done it in the past, and I'm not shooting blind, saying, like, for example, I wouldn't say I'm going to go run a marathon and get a great time because I've never done it before and I don't train. Mm. But then the other side is even if I didn't have that experience and ultimately when you start and when I started and when you started, you don't have the experience, you still go into it thinking there's more to be gained than lost. And that's where that has to be something in you because I didn't... You know, No one has any experience before they get experienced by fucking definition. Yeah. But you still go into it thinking... That's Everyone thing else is saying, really ha ha, why off. are you starting this business? You fucking loser. That's the... And you're doing just, it. Just to... You back yourself.
1: Interrupt slightly. Another thing that pisses me off is when people speak to me and like, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm like, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, but... Um i got no experience um, or I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how Google to it. run Facebook ads. You think I was born knowing how to run Facebook ads. Yeah. It didn't fucking exist. Like I had to learn. You need to go and learn. But anyway, back to
0: it. No, for, that's such a good point because like genuinely, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been working on this new brand, which is in a completely different, don't know anything about the product. There's like two different products I'm working on, but and this is me with seven years experience blah 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 like you know I should have someone else doing it for me some people would say but like I would literally Google like what is X yeah yeah what is fucking like what is this supplement that I'm interested in and then I'll I'll literally make a Google spreadsheet and I was doing this yesterday so I'm not making this up there's this product I'm trying to develop I know nothing about it but I know that it's cool and I've been taking a similar one myself it's this, this supplement So I go on, I find 20 of the best looking brands that I found that sell something similar. I go on their fucking FAQs page, I find the ingredients they're using. And then I I never heard these ingredients. I put these ingredients in a Google spreadsheet, literally list them down. Then I start Googling, what is X? What Mm. is X? And you find Google has literally everything if you're willing to fucking search it it, instead of scrolling. I think people don't
1: realize that you actually have
0: to put in the work They, like, but they also make, don't realise how simple certain things are if they would just change the way they look at it. Yeah,
1: and I think maybe they feel stupid for, for asking the stupid questions, but I asked stu- really stupid questions in Murray's Facebook group. Like, <laughs> really stupid questions.
0: And I guarantee as well, like, the most... I was actually watching a Stephen Bartlett podcast from a while ago with some guy called...
1: Oh, shit, I've got a good story about
0: Christian Angermeyer, that. who I'd never heard of. This is yeah. actually where this came from. So, some billionaire who I now know everything about because I fucking started googling him for like three hours and there was Peter Thiel was quite I started reading this article about this guy I'm like who the fuck is this guy because he was in like the certain space that I'm now getting interested in and he's a billionaire and he was like 39 I was like fuck okay self-made all this shit and there was like quotes of people talking about him in like some YouTube video and they just said so, I think some like Forbes interview, like, why is he so successful? And, and the answer that someone else gave about him was because he's so curious and asks questions. Yeah. That was it. And that was Peter Thiel, who's the PayPal co founder, yeah. that was saying that about him. Wow. Like, like I'm not, I don't know the exact context of that, but I just read that and thought, well, of course. And like, mm. <laughs> everyone's got a phone, but, but it's, like Use it's it. not even, it's just such a basic thing. Yeah. But it's so important. Like the amount of time, I'm not joking, I I must search define colon word because I don't know the meaning of something at least once a day. I I mean, mean, not even joking. There'll be a new word I come across. I mean,
1: people should be using the phones for that more than scrolling fucking influencers' feeds on Instagram. I do that a little
0: bit as well, but like... Yeah, I mean, so do I, but I mean... The amount of basic Google searches I put in just to like find out shit per day is probably mad. And to a lot of people, that would be like, oh, you're stupid. Why are you doing that? If you don't know it, you shouldn't do it
1: no like the average person would say
0: to me trying to get into this space that I'm now interested in like even my own parents would say this to be honest yeah but is that this actually a classic example so like supplement product which is what I'm doing on the next thing a consumable the first thing my parents said to me and not talking shit to my parents but like and this is what a lot of people would say is oh but that must be highly regulated like Mm. there must be what if like a customer dies taking this isn't it like, f- firstly, like obviously, I've thought of that, and then mm. the answer to that is well, just speak to a supplier, learn about it, and white label a product to start with, so it's already been tested all this shit. But secondly, if that's the first thought, instead of fuck me, I'm excited by this, yeah, I'm it's getting butterflies. a reason about to it. fail before you've started. Like that is why I think th- your point of there's probably a fucking gene which would explain there has to be something. Mm. Yeah, you thinking like, that has to be something the- is what I'm saying because yeah. I would never even think that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of, if there is a gene, it's kind of sad because I would like to think that entre- entrepreneurship can be developed in people. I like, can teach it in school. Yeah,
0: true. Tom Billy speaks a lot about that because he said he was basically a loser until he was like 27 or something. And now right. he's a fucking
1: billionaire or some shit. I mean, you could still be a loser if you're a billionaire.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like as in he wasn't an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Like he was just I mean, a lazy fuck. Yeah. And then he built this okay, billion oh, right, business. Oh, right. Just like a layabout. So he, yeah, because yeah. he talks about that. He says, because yeah. it's a good point. But I feel like there has to yeah. be something. Just
1: touching, going back to Steve Bartlett. So there's so much stuff I've brushed over that I did before I kind of moved into econ. Mm. So me and Zach, who I'd previously mentioned, started a vintage clothing business. And we go to warehouses, buy all this fucking I
0: remember vintage
1: this. shit. And we go to... Because we both worked in events, we kind of knew how to promote events. And we were marketers, you know? You'd create a Facebook event and invite to the Facebook event. That's yeah. marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway this this event in Nottingham somehow took off so we went and rented this place it's called I can't remember what it was called It's really cool um, rented this place and we had this like vintage fair but um, anyway when we were going to get the clothing we'd got a train because neither of us could drive at this point and now at the time I was building for the business an app an engagement app like you know all these like auto like auto follow things you can get from Instagram mm, I was building liking. one for Depop and if you don't know what Depop is oh, it's yeah like an Instagram eBay hybrid type thing. And no one had ever built one for Depop. And I was like, I'm fucking building this. I'm going to make millions off it. Um, So I built this thing and we started running it. We turned it on and it ran overnight. And it was like liking and following and commenting or, or every Depop account in fucking existence. And I woke up and we'd... Got like thirty thousand followers overnight. Um, yeah, we followed like uh, three million people. some like, it was just—it <laughs> was maybe not three million, but it was a lot. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit! I think I broke it." But there was clearly no like, no like stoppers. Yeah, like Instagram on, has like, that. like yeah. API, whatever. I'm not a developer. Anyway, so like, Zach, fuck man, like this is insane. Yeah. So I was building that at the time, um, and anyway, I had followed. Steve Bartlett and Dom McGregor I think I've got Dom on Facebook and I've no idea why probably because I was a promo wanker never spoke to him in my life but he's like looking for beta testers for this app Um, anyone who does it or anyone who who helps us out I will owe a favour cash it in any time I've not cashed it in yet if you watch it I hope they eventually watch it it'll be great (laughs) I've not cashed this in yet so I was a beta tester for like Bebo's Blab app and it was like it was basically a, a walkie talkie it was Bit pointless. But the reason I opted in was because I was so interested in what these guys were building with these, at the time, big, like, memey Twitter accounts. They were buying them up and bringing them into, like, a group of. And that became um, Social Chain. That became Social Chain. But I followed Dom before. I I followed Steve when he started Wallpark. I was following what he was doing, yeah. So I followed these guys. And the reason I bring him up now is obviously mentioning, but I bought Steve's book. And he talks about just this emptiness that him and Dom felt when they went public with social chain.
0: Was that Happy Sexy Millionaire? Yeah, and, yeah, and I haven't just, read that, there's just this
1: emptiness they felt, and I can I, I understand that feeling now because I was reading. It, I was like, what, surely? Mm. And I've read it in um, the, Net, uh, the That will never work. The Netflix book same feeling they went they, they went public and there was just no excitement he was just empty obviously Reed Hastings,
0: Reed Hastings the founder of yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: obviously I'm not on a level with any of those guys but wow. I understand the emptiness because they've they expect money to fill this void or this like th- this to be the achievement and with the Forbes 30 under 30 thing I expected that to make me feel fucking awesome and I got it I was like uh
0: oh okay. shit so now it, it's like doesn't cure my entrepreneurial depression yeah
1: so it's like figuring out because like making more money isn't going to make you more happy it's like yeah it's complicated but yeah the Depop thing's a funny story so yeah ended up with like a cease and desist from them a week later and end of story yeah
0: yeah just on that point you mentioned I mean yeah for, I feel like everyone obviously there's levels to it and yeah you've, you've definitely made more money than I have um, so certainly in the past year but um, <laughs> like last year when peak like things were going peak well for me and like my outlet was always cars and like I think I said it on the previous episode and it was like a fucking spine chilling moment but um, <laughs> I just yeah I remember just kind of having that realisation when I bought that Ferrari which mm. by the way I didn't, I didn't even fucking like that car the R8 which was nearly half the price was way more fun right and just think <laughs> oh bizarre. like for fuck's sake like yeah it's a bit shit this yeah no, it's not very pra- I, Yeah, I don't know what it was I think I went mad with cars and like it's not
1: it's not that it's not going mad it's we're looking in the wrong places like you just need to be grateful for what you have which is this, is, this isn't me being deep and shit I'm just like reiterating it exactly, exactly what Steve said in his yeah. book it's like he's fixed it because he's figured out that actually he just needs to be more grateful for what he has and what he's done and where he's at it's not about cause well to an extent it is about always striving for more because you want to keep growing but at the same time well remind yeah, yourself that's interesting ways to grow not just your bank account it's
0: yeah I think that's the point and obviously yeah you can be grateful for what you, what you have now and still want more and then be grateful then but I think like in the entrepreneurial sense like you, you realise that you, even like starting this podcast, like I've realised just like how much I enjoy just fucking sitting down talking yeah, shit with a few drinks. You to make
1: money off this right now and if you do in the future, who gives a shit? You just enjoy this. Yeah. And it's, it's a release as well. It's an output like,
0: just been able to, and I'd I probably got I probably went through a few years I think I can't do anything that's enjoyable unless it's like making money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's not driving revenue, I'm not going to do it. Like as if like when that, that
1: ching sound on Shopify is like internally connected to your happy, like your dopamine. Yeah, I've not like, heard that in years. I mean, people that have that answer no, yeah, their phone me are me either, virgins, but, but the guys listen to this maybe they're just starting out and they're waiting for that ching sound. Yeah, it's not as if it was like connected to your dopamine. That would give
0: you just depression and mad. extreme bipolar, which probably did to me. Like I feel like e commerce well, it's a game. The game heightened my underlying. My mental health issues. Yeah. (laughs) like It's just like... The ups and downs. The whole dopamine thing where you get like a like or a
1: notification.
0: It's It's even worse because it's financial. It's a
1: fucking cha-ching sound. They didn't put it there for no reason or because it sounds cool. Yeah. It's because it triggers the dopamine. So true. And it gets you hooked and you want to make another sale. And who gives a shit if you spend a $100 on a Facebook ad that gets you a $50 sale. You've got a revenue (laughs) screenshot you can share in your Facebook group.
0: (laughs) like i feel like we're getting into a deep part of the pod but it's fucking usually the best parts mm -hmm. one thing we nearly started speaking about earlier or or i wanted to mention was i feel like something that's so common but just not spoken about enough and probably exaggerated by covid and shit it's just how fucking lonely like starting a brand or a business and just genuinely being an entrepreneur is yeah
1: not even the start like i've felt just in general major loneliness is what year is it still 2021 yes this year yeah Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be when you're tucked away in your bedroom saying no to your friends who are going out to the pub or on nights out and you want to build this business it can be when you built your business and there is just no one around to talk to about it because no one really understands your mindset and when you do try to talk to them they don't want to talk about that or they will try to talk about it and bless them. They do try, but they just don't get it. They don't understand them. It's mm. my my parents. So my parents, my dad specific, like specifically will, um, you know, he clearly is really interested in it and he wants to understand and he asks these questions and I want to talk to them about it, but it's very hard for me to do that when the replies I get are not mm. as in depth as I would love it. To. I can't have a proper discussion about it. Yeah. I think it comes down to just a difference in mindset like there was a time and I think I told you this um, there was a time ages ago where he was like oh you want to be careful otherwise you're gonna this is years ago you are going to be careful otherwise you're gonna have to sign up for that you don't want to exceed the VAT threshold hmm. and I came to the office and it was just that. good to be able to talk to you like oh my god fuck like my dad's just told me this I'm like why has he said this? Like, this is just totally the opposite mindset. Yeah. And just having you and Eddie there to talk to about it was so good. It's, yeah.
0: I think it's lonely in two ways. Firstly, it's lonely physically because particularly when you're getting started, you're not in like an office. You're usually just yeah. literally in a bedroom or in your house. And then even when you get going, you're less likely to be in a big office or anything. So yeah. like you, like you've got fucking hundred people, but you work from home mm. and that's yeah. by itself most of the time. And then it's secondly lonely... Mm. And this, this is probably for well, as lonely, but not physical is the, like, the, yeah, I guess the mental side, like people like a, there's less people to relate to in general. Yeah. So unless you have that circle, which is I think why I sought that circle so much by like, which is why when I see having you guys, to move to London, shit.
1: like I've not met Tyler, I've not met Billy. I've fallen both, both on Instagram. I met Fred once and I'm, and I see you guys all together and I'm jealous. I'm like, you fuckers. Like, I don't have that in Leeds.
0: Well, well, that's the thing. So like, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I just, I couldn't live like in York or, I mean, as, as long as I had entrepreneurial friends around, it was just like the, the one, I ended up just landing here because this is where the people that I'd met initially through traveling, which was initially because I went on that fucking Singapore event. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have gone to that Singapore event if I hadn't joined a Facebook group because I was fucking lonely in uni while trying to learn Facebook ads. Right. So like there's like butterfly effect. Yeah. And then... Like you were saying just then, like, yeah, you speak to your parents, but basically anyone that's not an entrepreneur, like, and again, it's not saying entrepreneurship is better or worse, whatever, even though 99.9% of people watching this are either entrepreneurs or pursuing entrepreneurship, it's just different. And
1: I mean, you don't necessarily even have to be an entrepreneur. Like, so what do you consider an influencer to be an entrepreneur? What do you consider an OnlyFans girl to be an entrepreneur? what do you consider like well, a well watch, ep- watch
0: episode 3 about this in, s- in some ways yes in other ways no
1: because I'm just thinking like they probably experienced loneliness as well
0: yeah 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 true especially in, in that like, respect. the only fans
1: girls who are tucked up in the fucking bedrooms or the random hotels they book to take photos all day
0: yeah if they're making of, 10 right. grand a day sending ass pics then yeah, but still I'm lonely. jealous they still lonely so. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> you know? um, yeah because like
1: but just being able to speak to people who experience they basically work on their own in solitude you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Like yeah. Maybe even artists or writers.
0: I mean, to be fair, uh, obviously COVID meant a lot of people that were, were used to going to the office every day were yeah. suddenly experiencing that. That was quite interesting actually. Because I remember my brother, forget the exact conversation. was like last year when he was working from home for ages. Was like, oh, you've always done this. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's not like, and you've been saying I've got a great life. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's quite fucking shit some of the time. Like yeah. elements of it. Obviously, when I wasn't travelling and so on. But obviously, now, yeah, most people have gone back. If they had an office job, they're in the office at least some of the time. And if they're not all the time, they at least like have more people by default that they're working with. Yeah. Whereas, Which I think,
1: like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why I sometimes have those feelings of, fuck it, should I just get an office and build like an in person team? Is mm-hmm. it to cure my loneliness? Who knows?
0: Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know if I'll ever do that or, or if I'll have a change I'll of heart. Do I don't I, know. Fu-
1: I don't know actually. Maybe when I'm 40, 50. Yeah. I don't know. Family business. What's generational wealth and all that shit. Yeah, maybe. What has he got in his mouth?
0: Oh, He's being annoyed. P- people listening yeah. can't hear this annoyed dog. And d- do you think and this is coming on to like something which has been going through on my mind lately which, because of the current situation with me living alone um right like <laughs> do you think entrepreneurs should have entrepreneurial partners
1: ah oh, this is such a good question
0: um it's kind of led on to a different topic but this
1: is a really good question I think about this a lot I've thought about it a lot and a I've lot debated it a lot recently as well um I, Adam I think Single it, for the record. I think it, I think oh, it depends on the person. Like for me, I've never had an entrepreneurial girlfriend. So I would quite like to experience it to know if that works for me better than a non-entrepreneurial girlfriend. Do you know what? She doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. Just work remotely. Let's go. To, yeah, ex- go I was
0: about to say that.
1: Like just work remotely. That's sound. That's fun. I, I'm not sure. Well, I am sure. Actually, I was going to say, I'm not sure I could have a girlfriend who, works in an office but I have had one and it was fine and it works and just because that relationship didn't work doesn't mean that's the reason it didn't work that yeah. wasn't the reason it didn't work hmm. so I think it's different for everyone if you if you, if that's a deal breaker for you you're not a bad person for being so like it's not even fickle actually for having that as a deal breaker she has to be an entrepreneur she has to work for herself if that's your deal breaker that's your deal breaker but
0: yeah I I think for me I I probably actually said and I've currently got a girlfriend but like previously said uh, and and my girlfriend is not entrepreneurial and yeah I don't think I want an entrepreneurial girlfriend but I've said to my current girlfriend I do find it frustrating sometimes that she has she works in advertising in the big like 500 person office like just like more like traditional and like she can't travel so i remember previously i'd, I'd said and like right. months ago i really want to go to fucking amsterdam for a week i just like want to because that's what i would have done in the past and she yeah. like, i can't go right
1: and what did she say
0: and i was like well this is when everyone was working from home and i was like well this actually comes on to my like, like a mindset thing but i was like well you can go because mm. all, you, all you, your job requires is that currently when she wasn't going to the office you're online between certain hours yeah it, granted we're not going nine hours different time zone like if we just go to somewhere in Europe an hour ahead behind whatever yeah what's the problem and she's like no it won't work well Does firstly just like go, y- y-
1: y- you just using that as an excuse
0: I don't know maybe but, but I think it ultimately comes down to she's never done that so it feels like out of pattern and again mm-hmm. like this is what I mean like she you don't have to be entrepreneurial you have to be non-civilian right and I say that flippantly civilian but that term, I, I remember but like, you
1: saying that for the first time in that office in Leeds I was like what the fuck
0: what I mean by that and I've said it on previous podcasts and just like and it's like you were saying like gamers YouTubers like they're not necessarily entrepreneurs but they're mm. not civilians in the respect that they're not doing you know 9 to 5 the prescribed lifestyle yeah and, and again I have to fucking say this it's not better or worse it's just different just so different. don't give me shit but that, that would be the, that, that's the thing I've potentially found I frustrating sometimes. I would like sometimes. to experience
1: what a relationship with someone in that position is like. Because I think, well, bec- just thinking from my perspective, I felt guilt for, for no reason. Because if I said to her, I'm going to go here for two weeks. She would have said, yeah, fucking can go, have a time of your life. Didn't need to feel guilty, but in my head I just did. Mm. Whereas if I was in a relationship with someone who can move remotely and go with me then I'm not going to feel that guilt because they're going to be coming with me this guy's going to chew the microphone to bits yeah
0: yeah yeah And I've also got mates one I actually spoke to the other week who's an e-commerce entrepreneur I don't know if you know him
1: what's his name can you say the name yeah Flores oh yeah I, I, don't, I don't know him he's in Amsterdam he's yeah.
0: a Dutch the most beautiful man I've ever met most yeah. aesthetic boy he's he like, had a pretty big commercial. glow up though right he, like, ah, he was always he was always a good-looking boy. You know, no homo. Friend. But I don't know his girlfriend, but I know his girlfriend, I don't think he's an entrepreneur, but she quit her job to work for him so she could travel. What with the him. fuck? That's what he told me.
1: Wow, I wouldn't do and that. And then
0: Jordan, Jordan's girlfriend, to a lot. Yeah. His girlfriend is actually a bit of an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I, I was on holiday, well, I guess holiday in Mallorca with him and her and yeah. Fred. It was like a fucking quadruple fourth wheel or something yeah. I think Liv was meant to come but didn't come because of work <laughs> ironically but yeah his, his girlfriend travels with him so it works for them because that's the lifestyle he wants as an entrepreneur yeah so
1: it's, it's, I think it's everyone's different everyone wants something different from their relationship so but yeah you just find what works for you really but yeah it's an interesting one because you see like there's not many Obviously, there's a lot of lads that will kind of like flout their wealth for clout, flout for clout. sort the <laughs> phrase. Um, whereas there's very few girls who will, who are like entrepreneurs and who are quite open about what they're doing. Yeah, he's
0: <laughs> dogs just licking my hand. It feels really. Like,
1: I've got a good topic to go on to next by the way but um there's like Grace Beverly is probably the only person I can think of immediately that comes to mind as a girl who's in a similar age to us who is an entrepreneur doing shit
0: oh she's an absolute beast yeah she's fucking insane absolute beast
1: fucking smart but it's like then you look at her life you think whoa she she works a shit ton like yeah she's she's grinding yeah
0: yeah yeah fuck she's a lot more successful than me yeah fuck and probably you to be yeah. fair yeah 100% oh fuck it I'll fucking say fair it fair like, play
1: to her I mean I don't know when she started these brands like Shreddy and Tyler but she built a great
0: personal brand first didn't she and then yeah true that's she was smart, very man. smart with that she was so a very smart. smart influencer and
1: I always thought it'd be such a good idea to just like I'll be the e-com similar to what Billy's doing to an extent like I'll I'll deal with the e-com shit you just be be you just get bare followers
0: I used to think that and that's what that's what Genflow do right have you ever heard of Genflow? Nope. nope. Yeah, they're a business, London-based, I think. They're a business, okay. They're a business that's London-based, that. Shit. Fucking hell. That's London-based, that, um, yeah, builds brands for influencers. Right. I think if Talo's actually well, one of their um, brands, Danny or, or was one it, of their brands.
1: Well, to an extent, do he like, Leon Scott or someone. Or released some well, product line.
0: Yeah, it's not quite the same, because it's, it's not their brand. That's just more like stuff. but. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think he has some equity in it.
0: Alex Cannon does. they're 50-50 yeah that's that's different though I mean he's he's an influencer owner right he's not an influencer just doing a collab it's not not quite the same because they're just co-founders right whereas Genflow will go to an influencer and say we'll build a brand for you here's X, Y and Z that you need to do do you reckon
1: the influencer gets much say in terms of the brand that gets built we want to build a fucking I don't
0: know too much to be honest I know Rob Lipsit did these fuel cakes these protein pancakes right he's that fitness influencer but I don't know exactly how it works, mm. but it's quite an interesting model,
1: yeah. Sorry, yeah. So, the other thing I was going to come on to because I said Grace Beverly, but also a follower because she was on The Apprentice. Camilla Ainsworth is quite active, oh, yeah, with life. that milk brand or something. Yeah, it's you funny. You look at so I, well, I, fucking lo- I still fucking What's it love called? The Apprentice, milk, milk. Yeah. yeah, I think milk
0: plus. I haven't watched it, yeah, that's it. I, I, I haven't watched the Apprentice, the Apprentice in years,
1: and I obviously, I don't know how long it's been going, maybe like I want to say 10 years. so So let's say when it started yeah actually let's say it's been going like 15 years i'm 27 now so let's say i was 12 right and it it came out and i was like oh these guys are fucking cool this is great it's it's a tv show about entrepreneurs then you grow up you don't go on the apprentice (laughs) fuck that Mm. and you build your business and then now i watch it from a different perspective and i'm like
0: what the fuck are they
1: doing wow where did they find these people?
0: It's a reality show. It, yeah, it's and not, you realise it's, it's a reality a non, show. It's eventually. non-reality reality show.
1: But I think it probably changed when he stopped hiring them to be his assistant or, or his apprentice or whatever it was and started just giving them money.
0: It's effectively Love Island with the business yeah,
1: niche. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I, I, I still it love it. In years, like, but that's but my reality. I don't watch Love Island, but I watch The Apprentice, mate. It's, yeah. And then the Dragon's Den. So we got us to go on Shark Tank because they thought we were a, U- a US business. Oh, yeah. This was when we were first starting. Like come on Shark Tank, uh, blah 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 blah. How much money do you want to raise? I was like, nothing from you. And yeah. you watch Dragons Den, and yeah. people will assume you like Dragons Den because you're an entrepreneur. I I find it boring, and I think
0: Dragons Den's small scale. The
1: people on there are crazy, giving up so much equity, and they're also so small. They're money. also shit businesses in they most cases. Are, but it's like, do you not realise how valuable equity is?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but my experience of Dragon's Den, in most cases, these businesses are doing like 40 grand a year in revenue. Yeah, yeah. Like they're fucking tiny. Well, yeah, that's Not everyone, but. I can't believe when I was a kid like that I was like looking up to these
1: shows and I think it's it's dangerous to have these people operating at this level as the aspirational figures for young people like I said maybe I was 12 when mm. The Apprentice started and maybe I watched Dragon's Den when I was like 14, 15 I oh, think it's dangerous you've opened
0: up a whole other can of worms there but these are
1: the aspirational figures for young people who want to work for themselves and start a business these are the people they're watching on TV
0: Would you not think that starts with and this is a whole other fucking debate and we spoke about it in episode 3 a bit like because on, on, obviously way less people want to be entrepreneurs like I think the bigger problem in general way less is less people
1: you think want to be entrepreneurs
0: Then don't want to be entrepreneurs being
1: an entrepreneur is like being a fucking rock star these days it's ridiculous
0: no no as in way less than I pursue way less than like civilians as a oh, percentage right. like 1% right, one, right, one right. percent of people yeah, yeah, yeah. actually pursue entrepreneurship yeah. but I think the, the problem starts with like Geordie Shaw and shit like oh, people grow up, like the most impressionable age group, maybe like, what I guess 10 to 18, whatever, like yeah. 16 year olds, yeah. particularly girls, grow up thinking being Marnie off Geordie Shaw is like the career path. <laughs> oh, dear me. Do you know what I mean? Geordie
1: Shaw actually was filming a scene before we had Tiger Wednesdays. Yeah. And I was
0: like, I remember seeing them film. Can in you New get Kessel. these out
1: the fucking club? we're opening in 20 minutes, like, no, we're just filming a, a, scene, a scene that you're using it's all fake guys but oh shit maybe cut that out because yeah they were <laughs> okay, no. uh, they were filming a scene in like the the Tiger Tiger it's gone now in like the VIP area yeah it's like it's called the lofts now so they're filming like a scene in the VIP area in Tiger Tiger and the VIP area tends to be where you would sell your tables and your bottles and all my staff would go after the shifts I was like like we've got a thousand students queuing outside waiting to get in and these bastards are filming a fake scene for this shit TV show.
0: Yeah, get them out. It's that was like royalty in Newcastle. I, I used to be like, I was eighteen, like first year, and I see them filming, thinking, "Oh, these balls." My
1: girlfriend at Uni, uh, I think it was first year. I remember she was in Legends, and they were filming in Legends, and Scotty T was like trying to. He was like, tell "He used script, to shag like let, every fresher. Let her I come swear. in. Let her come in." And she ran me like, "Adam, Scotty T wants me to go back." I was like. Right, I'm coming out Legends. Like, not, no idea what I was planning on doing to Scotty, C's <laughs> fucking huge. But anyway, she came out, she's like, yeah, proper weird. Like, they asked for my passport and stuff before they would let me through the barrier to, like, the VIP bit. I was like, wow, that's fucking weird.
0: Just on, like, VIP, In going on another tangent here. Because I, I don't even remember. It was like, it's like bottles, like, tables and bottles, I thing. in like... Clubs like that in Newcastle or in or like in Newcastle, I don't think again. it is
1: anymore. I don't know, I don't know. I'm not because like you, you
0: get a anymore. fucking table and a bottle in London club, you easily spend like three grand. But
1: mate, it's Newcastle, it was probably like 20 quid,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, who's gonna go to it? VIP, like the local joiner.
1: Well, I mean, back then, I like, like footballers, like, I suppose, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember going I just, to Top Top, Top
1: Top was good, yeah. I liked Top Top,
0: and oh. they'd make out it was like oh yeah it's, it's funny looking talking. back you'd think it was like super exclusive like yeah. like you're really lucky if you get in sort yeah. of thing
1: so in the VIP area it's <laughs> up top, top like you would often see not often but sometimes see like the odd like really like peripheral celebrity just walk through like Joe McKeldry or something (laughs) (laughs) from a zealot oh my god Joe McKeldry
0: (laughs) I remember 50 Cent going there yeah after a show after an arena show at the um, what's it called
1: yeah there was some actual decent people Um, me and and my housemate took uh, S Club 7 on a night well S Club 3 at that point on a night out (laughs) this was um, in the third year of uni because I was running the event at Tiger um, there was a big like freshest thing and some freshest events company. Yeah. I booked S Club to come and perform and there was like Paul, Bradley and <laughs> Joe turned up and they did this set and then they were in like the staff room in the back. So I went through obviously to like, I wanted to meet up. Um, but I was like, oh, speaking to the manager, just chatting away and I saw them, I was like, Let's, and my, my housemate was with me because he was like fuck come on he loves this shit he was like come on we yeah, need to go beat S Club 7 <laughs> so that's we, classic. he we went into the back and he we was like where's good to go around here and so we and my mate worked at one of the clubs he worked at Bon Bar so we were like we'll take you to Bon Bar, bon Bar yeah, so I went to legendary. Bon Bar with S Club 3 and yeah bizarre situation but you just so many like just just like bygone celebrities I forgot what we were talking about uh, Paris, I remember Jack and fuck knows
0: what's what he got Bass Hunter I remember Bass Hunter performing oh, Bass Hunter, man. Base he, hunter was he fucking massive in like Sam 2008. fuck yeah he got like a what a residency in Sam Jacks or some <laughs> shit he <laughs> getting paid like 200 pound a night he came shit, down from his IB man. for 200 grand a night to yeah, 200 pound a night in Newcastle
1: Bass <laughs> yeah he's still I think he's still mates with the old manager of Sam Jacks by the looks of things fucking hell
0: so yeah it's mad it's just like funny how your perspective changes on like dealer celebrities is, yeah. as you get older it is. and realise like what the world is
1: I forgot what we were talking about before the price of trebles
0: like three trebles for five it was <sighs> not
1: anymore mate six quid rip off is it Jeez. no I don't know it's probably like a tenner
0: yeah well just bringing it back before we wrap up. P- attempt to close um I suppose yeah these podcasts are always like end up being like half about the actual topic then half about just like fucking (laughs) weird and wonderful things about life so what's the plan over the next year in in life and in in business
1: it's quite a short time frame
0: it is but okay um, you can do a lot in a year
1: strap myself into my desk for the next two three months get through Q4 have a big one Hopefully close my first acquisition deal within the next seven days, which will be exciting. And I have toyed with the idea of doing like a limited series content, potentially podcasts or just like YouTube videos. Again, just limited content, limited series content, sorry. You
0: get more views than me.
1: Dunno. Um, literally just updating people in terms of this is the revenue, this is the expenses, this is the profit. mm this is how much we paid for it. Being very transparent about it and showing them how long it's going to take me to pay myself back to essentially get to the point where this business was free and now it's cash flow in me X amount and it's also worth this amount of money. So anyway, that that deal should close in the next seven to 10 days, all been well. And that will be the start of a wider project, a wider direction for the company um, operating at a slightly higher level. Um, release these two Shopify apps that we have, which will be quite fun because I've never run a software as a service business without getting a cease and desist from Depop. <laughs> um, continue investing in property, probably not as much. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Like, I always said to myself, if I, can, if I can do 100K passively, personal income, yeah. totally passively through property, dividends, whatever, that kind of gives me, I don't know why I have that number in my head, but I feel like that gives yeah. me... Um, it's all
0: you need, really. Give me
1: permission to do stupid shit and take more risks with my yeah. e-commerce company and software companies. So do that. Um, but in the meantime, also keep traveling, keep going to these cool surf camps, meet new people that are not perhaps in the business space. Maybe come down to London more often, meet more people, get in more circles. Definitely need to meet the sort of people you're meeting with by the sounds of it. Um And yeah, just keep, keep building the business. But I think for me, realistically, Crown & Poor probably had its biggest year last year as, as it currently stands, as the Mm. Crown & Poor we know right now at the time of recording, we are working on some new stuff that could potentially take it in a slightly different direction. And then if that works out, there's no telling how big it could be. So it's quite a lot that we're working on. Got fingers in a lot of pies so it should be quite quite a fun year
0: sick well bang an episode I think um try and wrap it up there because we could probably go down a billion different rabbit holes and start speaking about like like 10 episodes existence theory or some bollocks um yeah we'll do a part 2 at some point simulation theory yeah that's what I meant yeah yeah simulation theory (laughs) this (laughs) dog is a simulation ah shit um but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. I hope you enjoyed the episode. As usual, listen to this, watch it wherever the fuck you want. Spotify, Apple Music, we're on YouTube, obviously, where you're watching. Episodes every week is the plan, and I mean, people have asked me where do I reckon I can get this to like subscribers wise in a year? I suppose cuz it's a podcast, it's not really about subscribers technically. What's it about? listeners, listeners. Like, I, guess I guess that's a combination of like, like
1: what the stats on like can you well, see like yeah I mean I'm many, so new
0: to this this is another thing I was just googling how to start a podcast how to get on yeah. spotify and shit but yeah it's a cast but we, we, like it's getting way more views slash listens you on like, youtube you, know, like,
1: you have LTV and repeat repeat customer percentage yeah like, can you can you see, see like, like amount views? of listeners amount of people re-listening like the drop-off rate yeah oh that, that like this episode might be too long and everyone drops off halfway through like, Adam that was shit most like, people cool. don't listen to the whole thing yeah No. yeah oh, shit man you should I need leave to, some like golden nuggets in the you end. probably need to
0: do the the thing that professional ones do is a little clip at the start of the best bit yeah but or just
1: make sure make it a thing that at the end of the episode people just drop some absolute bombs of knowledge so everyone has to stick around oh wait they just fucking click to the end yeah
0: shut up yeah true up. Um well i have to start doing that actually for your part too but yeah hope you enjoyed the episode listen to it subscribe like etc etc we got some bangers coming on the way I promise you that and yeah cheers for listening cheers for watching see you on the next one peace